0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Uh Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh?
2: Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? (laughs) Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Happy New Year's, Air Station One listeners, and welcome to another show. We are here and we are taking 2021 into the geek seat. That's right, folks. 2021 is gone. We are now here with 2022 and we're going to see what great things it has for us, but before it's 2021 is too far into the rearview mirror. We are going to be putting it into the geek seat, strapping it up, putting the gags in its mouth and saying, all right, this is what we didn't like about you, or this is what we did like about you. It's going to be a ton of fun to talk all about it. And we got a great crew to do it. Of course, as always, Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy and happy new year. Happy new year, my friend. Are you doing okay? 2022. So far, so Good. good. Did you survive the snowstorm of 2022 here in Georgia? We we, we we didn't get any snow. We got a dusting here at my It was a storm,
1: it but it was, was no snow.
2: Oh, we got a dusting. When I woke up this morning, there was some snow on our bushes. There was actually some wetness on our driveway. I said, I can't go anywhere today because of this. And, you know, I didn't. Spoken like a true Georgian. I'm becoming that way. I've lived here almost 20 years, so... It's going to be – it's very interesting because actually 2022 is marking the 20th anniversary of me moving here from Seattle, which is crazy. Wow. That is crazy. I I never thought I'd last this long here and I still have not tried a boiled peanut and I will never, ever try a boiled peanut. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope, 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 nope. nope. But – I'm wishing everybody out there, all of our listeners, a very, very happy new year and hope 2022 is going to be grand for all of us. we got a great couple of guests with us. Of course, Ashley Pauls is here. It's almost becoming a tradition for you to be here for this episode.
3: I know. I think after the summer movie preview, this is one of my favorite episodes to do each year.
2: Nice. It, it's always fun because we get to, you know, say what we didn't like and what we did like. Not that we don't during our regular shows anyway, but it's always great that we get to do this. And it's always a pleasure to have you here, Actually, Oh, thank you. And returning from the other side of the world is Adrian Powers. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you very
4: much, my friend. It's great to be back. Dude, it is He's so experienced,
1: awesome he, he, You've experienced the new year more than we have. So. <laughs> just a fraction, <laughs> just a little bit.
4: So far, so good, guys. So far, so Well, you know. <laughs>
1: well, so we have, what, yeah, we, we count on you to tell us what we have to look forward to. It's
4: kind of hot today, so I don't really think there's any frame of reference, guys. It's a stinking summer day here, so <laughs> there's just no parallels. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to find out if they had
2: the flying cars or the self driving ones at least. And you know, yeah, self driving. Soiling green, right? Yeah, yeah. This, this is the this this is the year
1: of soiling green. I believe. I, I believe oh, that's that correct. Is true. I believe that's supposed to happen. So yeah.
2: Uh oh. Uh oh. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's really weird when shows we used to watch and we're talking about the future are already in our past. Right. Which is <laughs> really sad. Right. Two thousand and one a space odyssey. I mean, like, come on. Back to the future too is in our past, you know? It's crazy. So and we didn't get half the cool stuff that Bernie McFly got to see then. So
4: I know. Jaws nineteen, guys, where is it? Where is Jaws nineteen? We We have we have failed
1: as a society. (laughs) Oh yet again.
4: Of course we have. Of course we
2: have. But it's great to see everybody, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So sit back, folks. We are going to be doing a lot of reminiscing this episode. And you might be surprised. You might not be. But we definitely would love to hear what you guys thought about these categories that we're going to be talking about. Please, of course, write us, feedback at dot onecom If you have any comments, any thoughts, we want to know how your New Year's was. Did you enjoy New Year's Eve, or were you still stuck at home? You definitely would love to hear, you know, I, my New Year's Eve, very quiet. I think I fell asleep at, you know, quarter till midnight or something like that. Almost made it almost, but you know, there's reasons I'll talk about that later, but Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. It's been you know, it's great so far. And, of course, folks, thank you for everything, for your support. This last month, our numbers went through the roof, and we have you guys at home to thank for it. Thank you, thank you for all the support of Earth Station One, ESO Network, and, you know, if you haven't told your friends about us, please do. We're up on Apple. We're up on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. Wherever you can find Fine Podcasts, Earth Station One is there. And if you you know want to find look us up under Fine Podcast. look under all the other good ones. Earth Station One is there too, so it's okay. So definitely check us out and tell your friends, tell your neighbors. But please, subscribe, leave us five stars, or a review would even be better. It would be awesome to get some feedback, as we always like to say. Also a big shout out and happy new year to our patrons. Thank you patrons for being here. Thank you guys for, you know, supporting the ESO network. We, you know, try to give back to you guys, but it's because of you guys. We do this anyway. Uh, Mike and I gave you guys this last week. We gave you the second episode of Rants and Raves, our exclusive episode for Patreon. And we've talked all about Uh, Only Murders in the Building, a fabulous TV show that was on Hulu, might be on somebody's list. You never know. It could be a lot of fun. So... Thank you. Thank you for that. And I do, I have heard rumor there is going to be a new board. Silly also coming to you this month. So that's been away for about a month or so. And the board is going to be back. They're going to be silly and they're going to be maybe bored. So you never know what they're going to be talking about. And also we have another new podcast exclusive for drew lighter and uh, Our friend Kevin Eldridge has brought to you guys a new DC Comics podcast exclusive for the wonderful people at um, Patreon. And they're going to be talking about different eras of the DC universe. And I think right now they are looking at Armageddon to tie into what Flash talked about. So, it's pretty awesome to talk about the comic series, and that'll be coming to you, I think, monthly also. So, you guys are going to be getting some exclusive material at all levels of a Patreon, but certain sh- things when you subscribe, you know, you too can get it. And it's only c- as low as a dollar a month to help, su- help support the ESO network. And with that, you know, keeps the lights on on the station, and all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network. Also, a happy new year we want to shout out to folks, to our friends over at Tifosi Optical. Tifosi Optical is a great sunglass company located here in Georgia. And you know what? They have some of the best sunglasses on there. It's pretty darn awesome. It's it's a great series of, you know, glasses that you can custom make. You can custom make the the frames. You can custom make the lenses Colors that you can not even imagine going together. You can make it to the way you want it. All you have to do is go to com, And as a special bonus, if you put in the code EarthStation1, you get 10% off your whole order. Not just 10% off one pair of glasses, but no, 10% off your whole order. That's pretty awesome. Our friends at Tifosi Optics Tell them to say that we said hi, com. All right, folks. This is the point everyone's been waiting for. This is why you're listening to the show. We are putting 2021 into the geek seat. Ready, Mike, to take it away?
1: Uh, yes, uh, it's been quite the momentous year. Um, you know, it's been certainly full of its ups and downs. Uh, before we get into the categories, just real quick as an overview. Ashley, how was your 2021?
3: My 2021, I would like to give it the most improved war award over 2020. My, well, I feel like pretty much. Oh, that's such
2: a low bar. That's such a low yeah, bar, actually.
3: Was pretty um, rotten for everybody, but I started the year feeling really discouraged. But uh, this year, my husband and I uh, got to adopt our daughter in March, so that definitely is the best thing that happened uh, to me this year. So I'm feeling pretty positive and excited. Heading into next year. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty decent year for me, despite some of the ongoing concerns and things and wackiness still in the world, but feeling a lot more positive and hopeful in my personal life. So looking, looking forward to what the future holds.
1: Yeah, it's very, very, very happy for you guys in particular um, and uh, Adrian, what about you? How has, what was 2021 like for you?
4: you know, same sort of thing, you know, a huge improvement over 2020 Uh, You know, nothing You had a kid too? <laughs> wow <laughs> I was going to say, nothing is monumental. He's just finding amazing. out about it too <laughs> <yeah>. nothing,
3: Surprise! <laughs> nothing as
4: incredible as uh, as adopting a child, which is amazing, congratulations uh, but uh, I the The first TV show that I was a writer on uh, came out, uh, premiered on Netflix, Dive Club, which I co-wrote four episodes of. So that was a huge moment for me. And, you know, work has been really good. Some really great projects on the horizon. So, yeah, 2021 better. 2022, let's go. Let's make it great.
1: <laughs> let's go. All right. <laughs> uh, Mike. 2021 to ha-
2: I have to agree with everyone. It's been a vast improvement. Life kind of returned to semi normal. You had to be very careful still. And you also, you know, had some great geek moments. And Mikey, I got to spend every Monday night with you. It's pretty darn awesome. So, you know, I couldn't ask for a better Monday night company.
1: Is that a a plus or I'm not sure yet? We'll talk about uh, that.
2: (laughs) I was meaning to tell you that your uh, season review is coming up. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. Uh, Works both ways. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean – 2020 was, you know, the dumpster fire of dumpster fires, right? Like it was awful. Um, and, uh, for the whole entire world, 2021 couldn't help but be an improvement. I feel extremely grateful, uh, because, uh, appreciative because I I had, you know, a tough year. Uh, there's certainly, I had my hardships, but I know some personal uh, friends of mine who had the absolute worst years, uh, even worse than 2020. So, um, you know, it's sort of a mixed bag uh watching them go through uh, some of the things that they went through. And uh, it just goes to show you that, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. You know, it's like there's still a lot of uh craziness out there. Um, and we, you know, hopefully that'll continue to, um, you know, do the right thing and bring us together instead of uh, tear us more apart. But, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, overall, you know, we got to go to the movies again. Uh, we got to go to conventions again. You know, We uh, our, our TV shows came back, you know, like there was a lot of things to, to as a, from a geek perspective. There was a lot of things that were definitely like were missing and uh, that we do. We did. We took for granted maybe before. Right.
2: Yeah, oh, very much so. And that's, you know, things we took for granted, like going to see live music, going to see a movie or Actually, going to a friend's house to hang out and not have to stay, you know, 60 feet away from them or something like that. You know, we took all that for granted. And, you know, this was last year in 2020, was, you know, first year we had not done a game night in probably 18 years. And it was an annual tradition with me and my wife. And 2021, we decided to take that year off again, but hopefully 2022 will probably see it later than normal. But hopefully, once things normalize, we'll be able to get together with friends again. It'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so we'll start now with, you know, we're going to start focused on more geek out moments uh, that we had. That either in movies, television, reading a book, reading a comic, something that really, really like you know, turned your geek up to eleven, we'll say, right? Like, see if the, uh, see if there were those moments. Um, Ashley, what was your favorite geek out moment of twenty twenty one?
3: Yeah, so my geek highlight of the year was getting to watch the movie Dune. I was really hyped about the movie. I'm still hyped about the movie. I'm sure my friends and family are tired of hearing me talk about Dune, but bad news, guys. I'm going to be talking about Dune until Dune Part 2 in 2023, so <laughs> <laughs> bear with me. But um, the, I actually have an interesting relationship with the story of Dune because when I read the novel years ago, it didn't really click with me, and I probably wouldn't have thought about it again, but something about the trailer for uh, Denis villeneuve adaptation really grabbed me and I got really excited about the movie. And I think the fact that it was postponed due to the pandemic just built my excitement and getting to see it in IMAX with my dad on opening weekend. He's a long time Dune fan. And that was just a really special experience. And the film, the gorgeous cinematography, the amazing cast just really captured my imagination and immersed me in the world. And it actually inspired me to go back And revisit the novel and i listened to it in audiobook form and absolutely loved it so i'm really glad i was willing to give the story a second chance and i can't wait to see what happens in part two i did decide to stop the audiobook where the first movie ended because i like to be i like to be i like to be surprised (laughs) by movies so i know that's a little bit of a different take but i like to see the movie before reading the book version because I like to just get introduced to the world and then reading the book feels like a more richer and involved experience. So um, That's cool. we'll see if that patience if that patience lasted. but yeah, I was just really excited by that world and can't wait to see more of it in the future.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, we, I think we all spoke very highly of Dune when we reviewed it, uh, earlier this year or, well, in the fall of this year, right? Um, and I didn't get to see it on IMAX, but it still easily made my top five list of movies of uh, 2021. Um, and it, it hasn't made me want to go read the books yet. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. Um But I do plan on probably rewatching the David Lynch movie as well as, um, you know, maybe even the miniseries, you know, just to sort of fill the gaps, you know, between one and two and just sort of like because I know, you know, after seeing one and, you know, I've seen the other stuff. Uh, Before, But after seeing one, I know this is going to be a different, maybe a more authentic take, but it's going to be slightly different. So it's going to be a different experience. Um, But, uh, yeah, um, uh, Dune was definitely high on my list. I know it was high on yours as well, Mike.
2: Oh, very much so. It was amazing to see it come to life. You know, I love the David Lynch movie. I've seen it probably close to... Fifty times or more. Wow. Well, just because I worked at a movie theater, we had to. You know, we were watching. it. So while the movie was playing, what did we do? We walked in after we cleaned the popcorn out, off the floor in the lobby. We went in and watched the movies most of the time. So either that or play, or we play Galaga. But then I'm you know aging myself. There. So but yeah, and but Dune was amazing. This the David Lynch movie was in and itself and it was neat to see characters that you knew and everything, but watching the new version felt like the book was coming to life. And that's what I loved about it. It, but it wasn't my number one on my, you know, geek out moment.
4: Sure. Okay.
1: All right. Uh,
4: Adrian, what did you think of uh, Dune overall? Yeah, well, look, I—I I don't know if you can see it, so I'm a—I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Dune. I'm a fan of the book. I'm a huge. I, I can see. I can see the book
1: that says David Lynch. I was going to say like I'm on a yourself, huge so I... David Lynch fan,
4: and even though that movie's just bonkers, just insane, sure. and I was going to say before Ash made it clear, I was like, Ash, have you seen the David Lynch version? Because wow. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. And, you know, if, anyone, if, if, if any of the listeners can get your hands on the the bootleg extended version of the film, it's even more of a treat. But, yeah, like, Dune was obviously so immense this year. Here in Australia, we actually had it. It was delayed by months. So we actually only got to see Dune, like, a month ago. It was crazy how long it was oh, held wow. on. And we don't have HBO wow. Max here, so there was no streaming option for it. Um, and so, yeah, so many of us had to kind of wait and, uh, but yeah, we went and saw it on the big screen here in Sydney and yeah, like I'm a huge fan of it. I do have, um however, Dune does appear later on my list. Uh, one of the elements of it does appear later on and it might not be the most favorable thing. So we'll see about that but overall. I mean, what an achievement, what a massive- remember.
2: Adrian, you're half a world away, so you don't have to worry about Ashley, you know, jumping through the screen to grab you <laughs> and you say anything bad about you.
3: You're safe. I'm I'm in Kansas, I'm smack dab in the middle of the United States, so it'll take me a long time to get to you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Still, your, your display picture of Ray is pretty intimidating. I don't know if you're going to cleave me with a lightsaber. So we'll,
0: we'll see. <laughs> Use the force through the screen.
2: Show force trick. That's right. Yeah. Well, we know, we know
1: we know Vader could do That's it. That's right. That's um, right. So uh, <laughs> he can kill him over Skype, can he? So. <laughs> That would, that would come in handy. Yeah. Um, uh, what was your uh, favorite geek moment of 2021?
4: Um, for me, uh, you know, as you guys might recall from the last time I was here, one of the things that's going to appear in my list a lot. I'm a big, a big DC guy. And, um, you know, for me, the, the movie event of the year was uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I just absolutely adored with a passion. And uh, mm-hmm. my my favorite Geek Out moment is is the Flash reversing time to save the Earth in that film, which was just, like, I thought just an amazing piece of cinema. It so inspiring. It's beautiful. Uh, it, there's, you know, for me, seeing that character finally do something like that on the big screen, you know, we've had the show and there's stuff like that, but I just thought it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And, uh, yeah, I, and, you know, we've got, we've got Ezra's solo film coming out soon, which I'm super excited about, so yeah that for me just i i'll i've watched that moment. <laughs> I spring up my digital copy and and we'll just watch that forty five seconds like okay, back to work, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will
1: say that um i was i was i was skeptical, but after watching zach snyder's version i I definitely uh can see where um he I appreciate that he had a had a had a chance to convey his vision yeah. originally uh that was there and um it was actually more um complete and it felt more like a uh worthwhile experience than uh than the theatrical
2: Or did it ever <laughs> And we got to see we got to see Dark
4: Side on the big screen, dude. It was finally. amazing. I'm like, come on,
1: that was amazing. I hope
4: I played a small role in convincing yeah. you to go and watch it after the last time I was on when you were like, nah.
2: You actually, you actually did, my friend. I was actually going to poo poo it, uh, but it was just like, I'm a okay. DC
1: guy. There was no way I was not going to watch it. You know, so it, especially since I have HBO Max. You know, it was like, okay, sure. so it's like okay, it's there sure. right in front of me.
4: Absolutely. So, um,
1: and and yeah, and and I don't. I don't hate the theatrical release. Like a lot of people I know do, but I, I don't love it either. So, mm-hmm. um, and this one, um, you know, I still, you know, Zach and I disagree on, on our interpretations of the DC universe mm-hmm. and some of the heroes and everything. Mm-hmm. But like I said, his vision was so different than what was released that I'm glad to see, you know, other filmmakers would love to have the chance, you know, totally. to, to be able to, to, you know, Put their vision out after it gets chopped up by the studio or whatnot. That's and right. I don't know if it, you know, we're going to see that trend um, happen where they get to do that. But um certainly in this case, I mean they spent a lot of money uh doing it too. It wasn't just they like sure a did.
4: quick re-edit. <laughs> they sure did. And like that's so. the thing, as a filmmaker, I was just so enthralled with that process and you know, the 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 backstage machinations for how that happens. Even as a business thing, it's a super interesting mutant situation. So yeah, that from me. But you know, Gosh, there were so many contenders, though. I mean, like, just some of the movies that just came out recently in terms of geek out moments, just insane. So, you know, (laughs) we're we're spoiled for choice this year, aren't we?
1: Absolutely. Oh, speaking of which, um, thank you for mentioning that, because uh, for the listeners, we will try our hardest but there may be spoilers that uh, from TV shows and movies that were released in 2021 that we will um, accidentally or even intentionally uh, reveal uh, while we're talking about things. Um, So if, you know, if you hear us mention something, you know, you might want to like fast forward a little bit in case you don't want to be spoiled or like, as we start to mention something or other, but um, yeah, we do apologize. But since we are reviewing it in depth, uh, we we <laughs> there's there's probably going to be some things that we mentioned that maybe uh you know aren't uh aren't are, are spoiler territory for sure so uh thank you for reminding me to get that <laughs> out there um because I, I think def i think one of mine definitely has <laughs> spoiler aspects to could it could be right but uh mike mike what was your uh geek out moment my favorite
2: geek out moment anyone? i think you might be able to guess this one actually it was actually seeing the Beatles come back to life in Get Back, it was truly an amazing moment. Peter Jackson brought literally 60 hours of video into an amazing eight-hour, eight-and-a-half-hour um, documentary and all the video restored, all the audio restored made you actually feel like you were in the practice sessions and seeing pure genius come to life. Songs you know and love coming out of the minds of infants. And it was just, it was just, I was just awesome. I was sitting there with a smile on my face from the moment I hit play on that video and it did not disappoint. Uh, You know, any Beatles fan and any, even any somewhat Beatles fan had to love this. And it was seeing these, they were kids. They were kids. They were, none of them were even 30 yet at this point. And I know some of our younger, younger people like Ashley are going, wow, 30 old, you know, you know, so it's just, you know, but it was just. These were these are all songs you're all familiar with, but hearing, you know, Paul McCartney just starting to strum for the first time and saying JoJo was a, you know, and it was just awesome, you know, or, you know, them saying, you know, all these different things because, you know, I watched Let It Be years ago and you had the Beatles right at their throats and they, you know, it was a very tense and depressing movie. This movie did not have an ounce of depression in the film. It was feeling good and knowing now what all these people were going through at the time, John Lennon was going through addiction um, and, you know, started trying to find himself. George Harrison feeling like he was being left out of everything and him he was starting to come into his own creatively and wanting more than two songs on each album. And Paul, who was trying to keep this whole act together and everything because they didn't have a manager at this point. And it was just amazing to see. And it felt like you were one of them. You were almost like, you know, just a fly on the wall. And you, when it ended, you said, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want it to go further. I want, I don't want them to break up. They're so good together. And it was just amazing to see. I couldn't think of anything else that geeked me out more
4: than that. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I just totally agree, and I just got to, just two little, little just thoughts I had. Just like the 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 way that they restored that footage, the digital effort they went through to to put that was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and
1: yeah, it, both the video and the audio. Yeah.
2: Oh, exactly,
1: um, because both of them were in bad... They didn't just find like really nice pristine <laughs> thirty five millimeter footage. <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs>
2: It's it's interesting. If you ever get a chance, folks, listen to the Mark Marin podcast. We usually don't promote other shows on this one. But Mark Maron just interviewed Peter Jackson. They spent a good forty five to fifty minutes just talking about the making of the Beatles film and what Peter went through to get to do it and everything. And it was it was just awesome. That's cool.
1: Yeah, we uh of course we talked about it in our for debut episode of Rants and Raves that are that is exclusive to our patrons so we didn't really get a chance to review it on this show but um uh until now and uh you know I I agree I mean I like the Beatles you know fine but this was not only I mean if you're a Beatles fan it's one thing it's just pure Nirvana right and I don't mean the band um <laughs> but uh the um but But even if you're not as an artist, right, this is probably one of the best things I've ever seen that documents the creative process. And to think that these guys are making this stuff, these songs that are now standards, classics that everybody knows, as you said, Mike, the fact that they were doing all this and and breaking up at the same time it's just mind boggling. Um, this is the last time that they perform together on like in front of an audience. This is like one of the few times that they perform like together in a studio period, you know? Um, and then, then, then this like, you know, uh hero, like uh, almost like upstages them all. Billy Preston comes in and you're just like, wow, I definitely have him. I'm impressed by just another, you know, would be member of, of what it could have been, you know? But, uh, it's just such a great effort and it's more than just a band documentary. It's more than just a making of an album documentary. This thing is, this thing is amazing. Um, and, uh, I'm, I love it so much. I, it made my list and I was like, I was like, well, do I put it on my best of TV list or do I put it on my best of film list? Cause, you know, it's. I think I. I ultimately sided with TV because it is three episodes, right? Like, um, but um, you know, a case could be made. I mean, like you said, Mike, it's it's like one, uh, what seven eight hour film, really.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's thank God they broke it into three parts, or I would be, you know, <laughs> swelling with bathroom breaks. You know, if you just like because <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to stand up, I didn't want each episode to end. That's how good it was. And I yeah. love how we did it with the calendar. You know, they had so many days to get to the live performance, and it was all new music. It was just awesome.
1: Yeah, so good, so good. All right, so um, all right, so uh, <laughs> wow, we're only on the first category here. Um, so um, I like the fact that we um, we've all four of us have picked different things that were our ultimate geek out moment. For me, my favorite geek out moment was uh, seeing um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, And part of it is the story itself, and I'll get into that a little bit. So if you guys haven't seen it, spoilers are coming for that. Um, but, But the experience, this is the first time I had been in a packed movie theater on opening day for over two years. Um, and, and the, this crowd was ready for something amazing. And yes, I didn't intend the pun. They were ready for something that like, they knew the MCU, not just the Spider-Man movies, but was they it knew spectacular the entire- Mike. <laughs> yes. I'll get to that. Um, they were <laughs> sensational, spectacular, you know, um, they knew what th- they knew the material and they were excited. And every, I mean, this crowd popped. Every time, like, there was a cameo by someone else in the MCU, there was, and of course, you know, as as the characters from other movies started coming in, um, non-MCU movies, I mean, the crowd just popped huge. It was just a amazing, uh, and then when the tragedy happens, and it is a Spider-Man movie, so we do get a tragic moment, Um you know, you could have heard a pin drop. Like it was like everybody was invested in this movie. I saw it just the feelings that I had felt like it was extended like by 200 people. Um, and it was just a, it was just a great experience coming out of there. And th- the movie was great. Um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. We said, I've said it on the show many, many times. I've said it outside the show many times. Um, and, uh, I like the earlier Spider-Man movies, the MCU Spider-Mo- Spider-Man movies. I love. Uh, but um, I, there was something always missing um, because I, I, you know, spider mans story is usually not a happy one. It's a tragic one. You know, the whole great power with great power is uh, it needs great responsibility. Quote um, has never really applied. I didn't feel like uh, Tom, uh, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man really had a, a, a Spider-Man tragic moment. And, you know, unfortunately for him, he gets it here and the result of which is by the end of this movie, I felt like this Spider-Man is closer to any movie Spider-Man that we've ever had. Well, any live action Spider-Man, period, you know? Um, and, and that's that, you know, I, I, And in in, in addition to all the fun cameos and pops and moments and and everything else, this movie just delivers big time. um, And uh, I couldn't I couldn't have asked for more. Um, It's going to be very difficult to to see where, you know, to follow this up. Uh, So we'll see what happens, especially if, you know, Sony and Disney uh, or Marvel can't get along. Uh, But, um, you know, we have this. And, and if this is the last one, then, you know, what a way to end it out. Um, because it was just, uh, I'll definitely be watching this one over and over again. Um, the whole experience was amazing. And, uh, um, and the, the movie itself is great too. So, um, uh, so yeah, uh, that was it for me. Um, and you know, it was difficult because Marvel had like four movies that were released this year and five tv series (laughs) so there's a lot of like you know and and so i sort of have to say like in addition to like you know the the spider-man no way home is like the cherry on top of the marvel mountain (laughs) right
2: it's a good way to put it yeah
1: so uh so anyway um uh, that's our four, um, you know, uh, geek out moments of the year. I don't know if, um, real quick, if anybody else had anything else that, uh, they wanted to mention real quick, as far as possible geek out moments or come close or anything
2: for me, I had one, um, Russell T Davies being named the new showrunner of Dr. Who. Thank out God. Of nowhere. <laughs> Yes. And we'll be talking about that later, too. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a surprise announcement for sure.
2: Oh, it took took anyone out of nowhere. It was just like, oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah, that was my
4: honorable mention. I also just want to speak Uh, to Spider-Man there. Yeah. Great. Amazing. huge Spider-Man fan. And I agree with you. As it turns out, this whole time they were working towards giving us a Spider-Man origin trilogy. (laughs) That was, their, yes. that was their secret. You know, I was, oh, so now this is it. And I'll tell you this, Mike, that there's, there's going to be more. I, I would be, <laughs> what, what I would be surprised is if they don't also give Garfield his own little movie. Like Sony divvies it up with Marvel. You guys go do that. Then Sony does their own thing with Garfield. They want the pennies. Anything's possible now.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. And yeah. The only thing stopping them is, you know, well, uh, I don't know. I don't want to jinx it because, you know, <laughs> it's certainly look what Marvel has done is, is nothing short of historical. Yeah. And as we've seen from other companies, um, it's not easy to duplicate. yeah So, um, so it, it's uh, amazing. <laughs> it's a,
2: think about it. This is, you know, by this weekend, the the new Spider-Man movie is going to be the eighth highest rated, grossing movie ever. Hey, you know what? what? It's it's just a ama- me
1: passes Avatar. I'll be happy.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> just wait for
3: Avatar two coming in twenty fifty oh or whenever it actually
1: arrives. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll believe it when I don't see it. Oh, um, boy, <laughs>
4: let's see what Jim's got planned. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right well some may consider the lack of having another uh, avatar movie re- be released disappointing but i think i want to be more specific than that as to what your most disappointing moments of 2021 was um from a geek out perspective this is something that happened again in movies tv books whatever we don't give a lot of books uh here but uh you know it's still fair game um and i uh, got to mix it up a little bit adrian i'm gonna start with you what was your most disappointing geek out moment
4: well, look, I, I will preface that, you know, we all know how hard it is to make anything. And so we're just being honest with our feelings. You know, you, you've just got to level with it. I, um, I tell you what, it was for me, the most disappointing moment was, and again, spoilers, uh, it, Bond fans, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the new movie. I, 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 didn't, I didn't respond very well to the death of James Bond in uh, in No Time to Die. Um, you looked at my list, damn it. Oh, darn, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, I love Daniel Craig in that part, but, you know, I could do a whole podcast about these Craig movies and how, you know, I, I just thought this movie was too dour. The ending was so de- depressing. Uh, and, and the, you know, these Bond films since 2006, they've really just, they were, they were created to play catch up to Jason Bourne. And now that whole thing has moved on. And now these movies are just so dour. And, you know, I, I think... You know, the old Bond films are obviously now a little bit like, oof, watching them now. It's a little bit of a tough watch in many situations. But I'm excited for the next iteration of Bond. Let's try and get it back towards a bit more of the fun, a bit more of the adventure, the style, the fashion, the cars, um, you know, and not everyone be so depressed (laughs) just, you know, all the time. You know, I came out of that movie. I was like, God, that was about as fun as a heart attack. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Bond for me this year was a, was the big disappointment.
1: Yeah. Um, you, yeah, my list as well. That's, uh, that was the biggest one for me as well. Me and, too. Uh, we talked about, we talked about it a little bit when we reviewed the show, we talked a lot about it actually, when we reviewed it on the show. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that everybody just has their own idea of what James Bond is, You're right. you know, like what James Bond should be. Yep. And um but you know, moreover than not, I do think that as a character, you know, whether he's, you know, campy like Roger Moore or whether he's like, you know, the standard bearer, the Paul Bearer, whatever, um, you know, John Connery, or, you know, even I like Daniel Craig. i l I've liked a lot of the Daniel Craig movies. Love him. I was really excited. Most of most of the time when an actor plays James Bond, their last movie is their worst and i had high hopes that this would be they would break that trend and unfortunately um not just in the death but the the the, the bad the bad plot the the fact that there was another 00, 007 that really didn't do much in the movie uh the villain was weak like all these other things put into this movie made it made it like the most disappointing movie for me by a long shot of anything else I'd seen this year. Agreed. Um But like I was saying, like the one thing about James Bond that I like, he survives, like, like he saves the day and survives, you know, Uh even if it as per, even if it is at personal cost to himself, but he survives to fight another day. And, um, you know that's just they they you know they 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 said well uh, you know this is different. So um they went with something different I didn't it didn't work for me. Um I know it worked for some people but uh, I'm right there in your camp as well. Yeah. And Mike you felt the same way?
2: Oh, I was that was number 1 on my list. It was just like you do not kill James Bond. That's You know, I even I think you and I had talked about it that I was hoping that there was going to be like an after credit scene or something, and they would see his body floating in the water, and he'd just be climbing onto the boat or something, and it would be something like
4: that, and you know, and then and then say Bond will return, you know. (laughs) Even if you're going to do it, I just think the way it was. (laughs) Like, you know, there's a way to make anything like that work. And I just don't think the way it was done, as you say, as you said, Mike, the story, the the weakness of the plot, uh, you know, and I was like, nanobots, like, guys, it's 2021. Like, this is, this is like, what is this? Like t- the year 2000, like, give me a break. Uh, anyway, but you know, that movie, I think was a very hard movie to make. There was a lot of production difficulties with it. And I think, you know, sure. they just had to get it under control and deliver what they could. But that
1: was their starting point. That was the only yeah, reason right. I understand that Daniel Craig said he was going to do it is if he died, and that's a that's a horrible starting place yeah. uh, yes. for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's the one start. That's the one place you don't start with if you're making a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Right. He
2: came yeah. out in an, he came out in an interview recently saying that you know from the very first movie he was making he he said I'll do the Bond movies as long as you know my character dies at the end of these. At the end of the series, you know, it's like
4: what? Okay, you
1: don't do that. No, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, maybe we should look to hire somebody else. Yeah, um, sounds like you know, want to like make a that's, different that's... movie
4: about a different kind of character. So, but anyway, exactly. whatever. I mean, exactly. as, as you said, yeah, he's yeah. great in the part. I feel like, you know, uh, yeah. What can you do?
1: So, all right. Um, so, yeah, there's our spoil filled <laughs> spoiler filled disappointment in uh, No Time to Die. Ashley, if, you, if you want uh, to hear
2: more of it, go back to Earth Station One episode. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. We do have an episode where we review it in depth. Um, Ashley, what about you? What was your most disappointing moment of 2020?
3: Yeah, so overall, I loved pretty much everything Marvel did in 2021. I think that so far, Phase 4 has been absolutely killing it, and it might be one of my favorite phases so far. However, sadly, my most disappointing movie of the year was a Marvel film, and that was The Eternals. That was actually the movie I was most excited about in Phase 4 initially, just because it seemed something completely different. I was not familiar with the characters, But I really like they were bringing in more cosmic details. You have this great diverse cast of characters you're bringing in. I think the Eternals was just a case of all the ideas looked great on paper. It just wasn't executed the best. I felt like they were trying to do just a little bit too much. You had too many characters. And all the elements just didn't properly coalesce. Which is a shame because I think there was some really interesting visuals and i like that they were willing to take some chances and let the director do something a little bit different so i'm not sorry that the eternals was made i'm really glad that the mcu is taking chances and letting directors bring their unique vision to the screen it just wasn't what i had hoped from the movie so hopefully the next time we see these characters they will be able to iron out some of those issues from the film
1: yeah. Yeah. Good call. Um, I, cause I would say, I don't, I don't think I'm as hard on it as you are, which is an odd thing for me to say out loud. I know you said um, not that
3: harsh, but,
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, cause it, you know, even a Marvel miss to me is still better than some companies like, you know, uh, uh, you know, full out blasts. Um, sorry, the analogy you know, just ran out on me on that one. Um, but, and, um, <laughs> but, I will say, out of the four movies, the four mentioned that we about Marvel did, and the you know five TV series they released, I will say I think that Eternals was the weakest. So. And I, I do. I, I do think that.
3: I feel like for me also, it had the misfortune of following uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I'll be mentioning later in some of my lists. Which is one of my all-time favorite Marvel movies. So, it, it was a tough act to follow. But there are people who liked it. So I am. I really enjoyed it. Turn- some people didn't. <laughs> I've heard. Oh well. Go to that. No offense intended. No, no, no. So no. I.
4: <laughs> I went into it thinking what it was going to be garbage. So I was like, oh.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, one of my favorite podcasting experiences of this year was uh, getting to be on the 42 cast as part of the ESF network. And we had a really long in-depth discussion about Eternals. And there were about half of us who didn't really like it, and the other half who really did like it. It was great just to really have that back and forth. So sometimes I think it's almost more exciting when people don't agree on movies. You can really dig in and have a really fascinating discussion about that. So
4: I think you're,
1: what? I think you're right. What? what? Wait! 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 Friendly discourse over things that we disagree with. <laughs> what? That's crazy talk. <laughs> I,
3: I know. That's why I I tend to I like having my uh, pop culture conversations via podcast versus be <laughs> like Twitter. So <laughs> it's just a wretched hive of scum and <laughs> villainy over there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, uh, I will say, ask real quick if there's anybody else, anybody, you know, we all mentioned the same thing. Is there anything else that disappointed you this year?
2: Um, The adaptation of Why the Last Man was very disappointing. I was a huge, mm. f- huge, huge fan. of. The I did comic. like that
1: comic a lot too. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so.
2: Yeah, I made it through three episodes, and after that, it was just like, I don't like the actor who they had playing York. I didn't like any of the sub characters who they had in it, and the story started going off the rails a little bit. And it was just like, mm. and it, it. I think it was just also bad timing to have a pandemic show where all the people were killed, all the males were killed on Earth, and basically during a pandemic. If it, you know, would have come out any other time, I might have given it a little bit longer chance, but nah.
1: But, you know, by the same token, Sweet Tooth came out this past year, too, and it was great. Oh, like, Sweet Tooth it was, was amazing. A, yeah, that was about sort of a pandemic kind of uh, event that happens and changes things for uh, the weird. Um, and, uh, and, and I, and I, and I love that comic as well, but I think the the adaptation was really good. And I didn't, and, and I, to be fair, I didn't see why the Last Man, so I don't know. But it was canceled so quickly, I don't think I even got a chance to to invest in
4: it really. I didn't catch so. it, but my one of my buddies who just lives and breathes that book and was so excited for it was just incredibly disappointed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So,
1: good call there. All right. Uh, now we're going to move to a different category. Uh, we're going to talk about characters, either real or fictional, um, of 2021 that sort of reached prominence or were introduced uh, to our lives in 2021. Uh, Mike, what was your favorite character of 2021?
2: Oh, see, I have three. I have three
1: favorite <laughs> characters. Well, well, pick one for now, and then we'll see if, like, the others show up, you know.
2: Okay. Um, my favorite character of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Was Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is an amazing character. Um, I started. We got into it on season when season two was out this year, and we went back and fit, started watching season one. It's really easy. It's on Apple Plus, and it is an amazing, amazing show. Um, Jason Sudeikis does an amazing upbeat role and he was having a lot of issues um, with, you know, dealing with fam- family issues and then also something that's been, you know, big digging into him for since he was a kid and it just came out this year and how it played out and how his basically his always positive attitude started cracking and but he was able to pull through it and how the characters became better characters because of Ted except for one but I don't want to spoil the show for anybody so it is if you get a chance Ted Lasso all the way
1: wow when you said three at first i thought you were gonna be like i thought you were gonna say the three lead characters and only murders left the building but
2: <laughs> funny you would say that charles Hayden savage was number two actually played by steve martin
1: all right well we'll wait and hear the third after uh we hear from ashley
3: Yes. So my favorite uh, new character in 2021 was uh, Shang-Chi. I, as I mentioned before, I just really love that movie. I could tell like within the first few minutes of the movie started that this was going to be something special. And I really liked the character's use of powers kind of the working in some more magical elements to the MCU, but also the personal journey that he went on and how he uh, came to find peace about the loss of his mother and his complicated relationship with his father and his sister and how he became worthy of being the hero that we knew he was capable of being. He just had to reach the point where he believed in himself. So I am super excited to see Where else he goes in the MCU, I know that after watching Endgame, it was an incredible movie, but I was a little bit bummed because Tony Stark was my favorite Avenger and I was not expecting him to die so um, I have still not watched Endgame again because since 2019 because I just can't quite get up the gumption to watch that because it's a great movie but the ending is sad but I feel like uh, Shang-Chi is going to be my new Tony Stark Like he's a character I'm going to look forward to following I can't wait to see him in Avengers team ups. And it's also been just so wonderful to see the actor's passion for playing the role on social media. And when he appears for uh, media appearances, I think he's just super excited about the MCU. And it's great to see that kind of energy coming to the into the franchise and carrying it forward.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, from a marvel perspective i i have to agree with you although i have to give a close second to uh the character of his father like oh that, yes what an amazing performance uh, uh that really just that made that movie for me oh He's phenomenal such yeah. an amazing was-
2: actor too Yes.
3: One of my Absolutely. favorite MCU villains. And the great thing about him is that I almost feel bad for including him in the villain category just because <laughs> he's so compelling and they do such a great job adding nuance and layers to that character.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Adrian, what about you? Uh, favorite character?
4: Uh, you know, I got, I got poached cause mine was Shang-Chi. So, you know, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I,
1: oh, I'm sorry no, about it's that.
3: <laughs> totally fine. Right?
4: Know, I, I totally agree. You know, and. You know, Shang-Chi was actually shot here in Sydney. Uh, you know, it was, most of the pr- principal photography was done about 15 minutes away from my apartment. And so you could, you couldn't go around town without seeing them doing something around there with that. And I know so many of the crew that worked on it and they all just had such a wonderful time. And they said it was a great experience. And, and, um, and working with Simu was great. And so I just, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, I actually recently just picked up the 4K disc of, of Shang-Chi and I can't wait to, to watch it. I thought it was a, a real triumph, but you know, if, if Shang-Chi's been taken. Then I'm just going to sneak slot in there with, um, the, with Tom Holland's iteration of Spider-Man, which, as we kind of said, has now finally kind of come into his own and has become the Spider-Man that you want, which, as you said, Mike, is he's defined by tragedy and defined by loss. And that's that's the thing that makes him so relatable is that he's a guy dealing with problems like we all have to deal with. And now he's fine. And, you know, I, I thought not, not to, not to trigger you, Ashley, but I, you know, I thought he was so great with how Tony Stark died and how Tom Holland reacted to that. And that really gave, <laughs> that really yes. gave him, you know, you were like, Oh, okay. He's experiencing this, but, but, but what happens in in no way home really you know, is part of that hero's journey to shape him into the the person that he is at the very end of the film. And so I think that with No Way Home, we really have seen Spider-Man and Peter Parker become that character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So big wins for Marvel this year, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Completely. Well,
1: I am going to go completely outside of of marvel and movies altogether um and I know I sometimes uh you know um uh, am about myself when it comes to this kind of stuff but as I don't get a chance to express it as much on this show but I am a big uh pro wrestling fan and uh one of my favorite wrestlers is Becky Lynch has been for decades it feels like um and uh she rose to prominence a couple years ago in particular but with this character that she created called The Man that was this basically take no prisoners kind of uh character much like Stone Cold although I hate to like make that analogy but it's 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 I think appropriate there um, where she just could do whatever she wanted it when is and kicked ass, and she was a total like the crowd was on her side. Um, then she got pregnant. Um, and uh, thanks Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, he's another one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, so I, I only hate him slightly. Um, and uh, um, but then she had her baby. Uh, so she took some time off, about a year, a little bit, about a year. Uh, And then came back to everybody's surprise at, I believe, SummerSlam this year. And very quickly, she established herself as not the same character as when she left. Uh, This is no longer um, the man. She is playing a character that goes by big time Bex. And she is quite obnoxious. Uh, She is quite stylish in her dress. And uh, she is just having so much fun and I'm having so much fun watching her that I can't believe that this is that this isn't happening. I would never have given her the advice to change character when she returns. That was such a big risk on her part and the company's part, uh, because, you know, merchandise wise, you know, why do you give up a good thing? But they took the risk and I think it has worked out and been, you know, the WWE has gotten a lot of grief this year and I'll be the one of the first in line to like, you know, sort of poke fingers at him. but this has worked out very well. And, and she, it just goes to show you what, how good she is by playing this character. And I think she's having some of the best matches that she's ever had. Um, So I, I definitely uh, have to give her props for that. Cause it just did not, I, I never would have been a fan of big time Bex if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes this year. So, so um. Um that is my pick. Any other uh Mike, you got any other characters? You mentioned one more. Was that has that person been mentioned?
2: No. Nope. I am going to bring up the Watcher from What If. Was an amazing Ooh. character. Because you ah. you actually got to see the Watcher do something that he never even really did in the What If comic book. He got involved. And it was wonderful to see and voiced excellently by Jeffrey Wright which was just perfect it which, which perfect. was perfect which was just awesome and it yeah. was a great great series um looking forward to seeing what they do with season 2 and you know this was marvel's first you know MCU foray into animation and i was really curious to see what they were going to do and they hit it out of the ballpark with captain carter and it was just awesome and you thought the watcher was just going to be you know watching like in the comics being the narrator type thing like the rod serling type character but you actually got to see the watcher get involved and it was just awesome to see
1: yeah if all those people who thought oh it's just a mcu animated thing it's not really going to mean anything well I think people who have uh, certainly stayed to the end credits of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home realize that, Oh, I should have watched because <laughs> man, uh, that's going to pay off in a big way. You with got, the to, next, you uh, got the next to see movie. a
2: very familiar character from what if. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Uh, the crowd, that uh, man, like I said, they were so knowledgeable. They just popped huge at that uh, before I could even, I like, understand what I was seeing. It was just so amazing. Um, uh, cool, anybody else have a interesting character from movie TV, real life wrestling?
4: Probably not. but uh, I'll just say quickly that um, um, if if you haven't go and see um, uh, the new Will Smith movie King Richard, where he plays the uh, the father of Venus, Venus and Serena Williams, which is an yes. absolutely amazing film and in my opinion, Will Smith's best performance as any character ever in a movie. Um, it's just incredible and absolutely worth checking out.
1: Yes, yes, uh, good. Yes, I had a, a good time watching that as well. And I, I think he did an amazing job as that. I, I don't think he gets near enough credit sometimes. Uh, nope. But then again, that's, you know, he picks some bad movies sometimes. That's so. true. Uh, but this one wasn't one of them. This was one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was uh, a great, um, I don't know if it needed to be over two hours, but it was still. There's really a few little things he could have trimmed, but you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was, a th- that was a thing too this year. Every movie that I saw was well over two hours. Not just a little bit, but well over two hours. That is a, a trend hours. that is uh, happening now. that's true well eight hours get back that's it i was um, like get back those are but that but that's short for peter jackson i'm winner exactly (laughs) for the directors come out for for get back and it's going to be like 16 hours or something
4: that's going to get that's going to get referenced again later today let me tell you so buckle up for that
1: uh but um uh, real quick, I just had one more character that I had to... Or two more characters that I had to actually shout out. One is uh, Doom Patrol, the TV series. Uh, Michelle Gomez as Madame Rouge, Rouge is amazing. Was I love awesome. Michelle Gomez. Awesome. I loved her as Missy. This is my like second favorite role now that I've seen her in. And uh, she just... Makes that there was some weird stuff that happened in the last season and I liked it overall, but I think because mainly because of her. Um, but, uh, she, she held that show for me, uh, when I think I was questioning, like, what, do I, what I was watching, which I should be doing since I'm watching Doom Patrol anyway. But, um, uh, and last but not least, Mike, I think you'll agree with this, but, uh, the 13th Doctor, um, where has this Doctor been the entire run of Jody's, uh, like, I have to say like during the flux, we actually get to finally see Jody play the doctor in a way that I really appreciate. And I'm glad she, she was amazing. I'm glad, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, so it felt like a new character almost. Um, all right. So we're now we're going to go with disappointing characters. Our most disappointing character, twenty twenty one. I will start it off. It's something it's something that I've already someone I've already mentioned. And I, I and, and it's so frustrating because the actor that plays this character in the movie I have the tremendous amount of respect for. But um but my disappointing most disappointing character is uh the character of Safin in No Time to Die. Um uh look, Rami Malik is amazing. Um, he is absolutely outstanding. He is cap- more than capable. I was so excited to see him get to play a Bond villain. Um, and, like, Bond villains are – they the Bond franchise has a history of amazing villains. And they have some that are pretty uh, lackluster, too. And, unfortunately, this one falls into that latter camp. Um and I, you know, I, I sort of you know, I blame the writing, I blame the directing, and the character just doesn't make sense. As we talked about in the movie, you know, some spoilers here. Like, you know, he does something when he's younger, but how young is he and then how old is he later? Like it just makes no sense. Um and it it just is a big headache. And and he doesn't really give us any great Bond villain payoffs in this at all. So I, I have to I have to uh, you know, say that he was my most disappointing. Um, Ashley, what about you? Who was your most disappointing character of 2021?
3: Yeah, I actually kind of struggled to come up with somebody who was my least favorite because there were some things I would have done differently. Like I would have maybe liked to see the villains in the Black Widow movie be a little stronger. But I think what I'm going to have to go to is something from real life, actually. And it's... Not necessarily even a character, but sometimes the way fans treat each other online and in terms of discourse and the way sometimes people hide behind social media to just throw out negativity and put each other down. And it's been really discouraging to see. I'm big into Star Wars, as anybody who knows me knows. But the last couple of years, I have pretty much stepped away from online fandom just because I got so tired of... The toxic behavior and the unkindness, which is really sad because online communities can be a great place, I think, for people to get involved. Because uh, for better or worse, there's really nobody in my real life who loves Star Wars to quite the enthusiastic level that I do. So online is kind of the place where I can go to find other people that are passionate about that. But it is discouraging to see people behave badly so um, just I guess as a reminder to all of us as we head into 2022 just seek out good conversations and be willing to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and make it more about starting a conversation than just shouting loud enough so that you can silence the other people so I would say yeah that seeing that type of fan continue to be active in the fandom spaces is, is, is kind of discouraging and is probably my most disappointed thing. So hopefully we'll see better behavior next year, but um, I feel like that's something that as fandom, we can always do better.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree completely yes. with that, Ashley. Totally Thank agree. Thank you for saying that. Mike, what about you? What was your most disappointing character? of <laughs> mm,
2: Okay. I also have two of those. Um, <laughs> my first one's um, Swarm and Azure from Doctor Who. As far as villains for the big storyline for this last Doctor Who flux, major disappointments. And they had a lot of potential. And that leads into my second choice, which is Chris Chibnall. And it basically (laughs) goes in and, you know... (laughs) <laughs> I had so many hopes for Doctor Who Flux, and I love Doctor Who. As you know, we have a podcast, Earth Station Who, and we talk all about Doctor Who every other week. And we went through each one of those wonderful six chapters, and each one was get building and building, and then it went off with a, <laughs> and it was just horrible. Uh, for an ending. They just like, you know, all the, you thought the bad guys had everything in their hands and then they were just snapped away. Boom. By time. Time of what, you know, what, what happened? This was just ridiculous that they just were, were gone. And the story was left it open ended. And they said, Oh, it's going to be explained in the specials. I just watched a special dude. It wasn't answered. And you know what? It was, really disappointing there was only really two really amazing stories and one of them chibnall didn't even write the whole thing and so you know what i am looking forward to when russell t davis comes in to take over doctor who because finally it might have direction that you know we want and everything and russell t Davies isn't perfect there's a lot i didn't like about his era Rose, but I'm not going to say anything otherwise about stuff like that. That's hurtful,
3: Mike. <laughs> you know,
2: but, you know, Chibnall, I I had so many hopes and I, I gave him praise a couple of times during the, the episodes, but he just got it like five yards before the goal line and just said, I'm not going any further. I'm sitting here. No, nope, I'm not going to get into the end zone nope 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 and that's what i felt like and i think it gave an injustice also to jody as the doctor and i thought this was like i agree with mike this was her best season yet as the doctor but that's credit to the actress working with crap and you know what i think she was you know she was the she's the shining light of it absolutely
1: absolutely did you say you said both of them yeah you did say both of
2: them. yeah okay oh i did Oh, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I can go. I can go back and repeat more if you want.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. It's I can right. go on all oh, yeah. night. Oh, man, it's like wow. You, you like kept it to two. I'm I'm impressed by that. Um, uh, Adrian, what about you? Who was your uh, most disappointing character? Well, I'll just
4: uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll just lead by saying that I agree with every single one of your observations. All three of you, I think, made absolutely great points. Uh, you know, absolutely spot on. I, I will say I really did have two for this. One of them's already been mentioned, which was Rami Malek as, you know, Safin, which, and again, for all the stuff that you spoke about, how old is he supposed to be? What's going on? what the, the, I think all the choices in terms of his plan, and it was just murky. It just it just didn't work. And they made the lethal mistake in the press of going, we really needed someone who could stand up to Mads Mikkelsen as Le Chiffre from, you know, Casino Royale, who is one of the greatest Bond villains of all time, uh, you know, such a great character, dimensional character, character and and this was just it was just a joke so (laughs) you know Safin was my first one but in a similar vein for some similar um, reasons whilst I you know I thought the film had so much so many wonderful strong qualities for it one of the things I, I did not enjoy about the Dune film was the way that the Baron Harkonnen was portrayed by by Stellan Skarsgård, which was a surprise to me because I thought he was perfect casting and I actually thought his performance was fine. I just wasn't really enamored with how it was manifested on screen. F- for one, his giant, you know, kind of big, his, his fat suit basically w- would buckle at his neck and it just felt very much like a piece of makeup to me. And and again, being a fan of the book, I just don't think he was big enough. You know, the Baron has to is this giant kind of obscene character, and it, it you know it, it was it was for me an area that I thought was was a slam dunk that it just for me didn't come across. And I'm I'm curious to see how it how it comes and 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 manifests in the second part of the film. You know, June part two, we'll see. Because mm-hmm. 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 yes,
1: not dead. <laughs> <laughs> not dead yet nope um it's feeling much right. better <laughs> <laughs> and uh any any other honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions i should say for <laughs> characters of uh 2021 ashley actually covered like thousands of people um or millions maybe <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yep so uh yeah um You know, look, I don't want to I don't want to step on on a too high of a soapbox Or whatever, but uh, I'm just going to say My It was really difficult for me not to say it, So I'm going to say it uh anti vaxxers. And
2: uh, oh, I'm boy. Amen, it. brother. Uh, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Like, and,
1: like, and that's yeah, gonna it. be
2: coming up later. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh
1: so Boilers. yeah so we have that to look we have that to look forward to. So we're gonna take a quick break and sort of reorganize a little bit and come back with some more good, bad, geek out moments of twenty twenty one.
0: everybody michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment so did you make any new year's resolutions is one of those resolutions maybe to eat a little less meat for your health or the planet that's a good resolution and jermaine dupree can help you with that he has a line of vegan ice cream that is now available in all walmart stores flavors include atlanta peach cobbler Apple Butter, Strawberry Sweetheart, Key Lime Pie, Chocolate My Way, and 404 Cookies and Cream. Sounds good to me. He makes it with the coconut cream so it's nice and thick and creamy without the milk. So next time you're at Walmart, check it out. And now that we are in 2022, the countdown is on. Chris Martin has announced that the last quote-unquote proper record from Coldplay will be in 2025. And after that point, they will only tour. Their next tour will be powered in part by a kinetic dance floor. Uh, As fans move and jump up and down on it, it will generate electricity. Chris Martin is a forward-thinking guy. And this coming Saturday, January 8th, would mark what would have been the 75th birthday of David Bowie. And this week, the Bowie Estate announced that a deal has been reached to sell his entire publishing catalog to Warner Chapel, bringing all of his music interests under that umbrella. Uh, the figure was upwards of $250 million, which is kind of in the middle for where these things have been going. Stevie Nicks was like $100 million, Dylan was $300 million, Springsteen like $550 million, So there's a range. I know you like to have me keep track of this for you. Uh, This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show moment. I do have a new blog entry at iconicrocktalkshow.wordpress.com. It is about the history of Stax Records, the great R&B label of the 60s. And uh, it's heart and soul, Estelle Axton, and why she is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when her co-founder is. That's all for this week. We'll catch you next time.
5: Of the myriad pop culture podcasts, there is one that blends in with them all. Flying under the radar, nagging at you at a subconscious level. Nerd bliss. Where four hosts from the deep south and anyone that can get to appear for store brand coffee and corn nuts talk about science fiction, pop culture, current affairs, and more. You can find us at nerdblisspodcast.com or on the ESO network. Nerdbliss. It's one word.
1: right and we are back with uh putting 2021 in the geek seat uh so far it's uh, been full of highs and lows and what do you expect if you once you're in the geek seat man it's a it's an intense thing uh, as everybody probably here can attest because i think everybody here has been in the geek seat at one point so we all know um, I saw the rope but-
2: burns what do you mean come on <laughs> <laughs>
1: But uh so right now we're gonna start with uh this category, our favorite word, phrase, quote, pose, whatever you wanna call it, like your favorite like moment uh sort of um uh that was in twenty twenty one. Uh this could be in something that was in a movie, TV, comic, uh, or in even in real life that somebody said. Um but uh we're gonna start with you, Ashley.
3: Yeah, so kind of at the beginning of 2021, I chose a theme word for the year, and that word was mindfulness, and I wanted to just be very purposeful about how I went about the year in terms of like my mental, physical, and emotional health, and how I tried to kind of apply that in um, the realm of geek stuff is that... When I'm watching a movie or a TV show or book, trying to just be more present. I know sometimes in the past, it's easy to be like scrolling social media or multitasking. And then I find that sometimes I may miss parts of the movie. So just trying to be more mindful and really be in the moment a little bit more. And also trying to um, not necessarily like restrict my geek spending, but be more purposeful about it. Like everyone knows, I'm obsessed with Star Wars and it's so tempting for me as I go through the store. If I see a product that has the Star Wars logo on it, it's like must put in cart. But trying, but I have so much memorabilia on my shelves at home. So just trying to be a little bit more purposeful and mindful about the pieces that I buy. Choosing like, what does this mean to me? What makes this unique? And something that I really like to do is if I go to a con, I really like to buy a piece of artwork. And I feel like that gets to support the artist who created that. And then it also comes with a memory of the convention I went to and is also something a little bit unique. Like I feel like some of these artworks, this isn't something that everybody necessarily has or came from like a big box store. So that's one of my um, kind of the theme that I went through in 2021 and hopefully kind of carry that into the next year.
1: As well, awesome. awesome. That is an awesome way to look at that category too. I don't think we've ever really taken the category to that ex- to that extent or that angle before. So, uh, very good. I appreciate that. Um, Adrian, what about you? Any favorite quote or pose or uh, word?
4: Absolutely. Although not as uh, insightful as as Ashley's one. That was <laughs> no. The rest really of us are like. I think
1: they had like.
4: Yeah, I was like, damn, that's deep. I've got I to start thinking like that.
3: Um, that was like my one will, thought for the year, and now I'm done. So i <laughs> from
4: here. Uh, well, first impressions count. I'm like, she is wise. <laughs> um, I uh, I got to say um, that what I love the most, you know, there's a lot of great quotes that came this year, a lot of great lines uh, from all the various spectrums of stuff we've talked about. But I got to say, not to be boring, but one of the things I loved was finally hearing on screen the correct uh, the, the correct arrangement of With great power must come great responsibility, which is, you know, it's, 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 which is how it originally appeared for the very first time in the, in, when it was in the comic books, uh, from the narrator from Stan describing it. And, you know, we've had it, you know, the Raimi films had with great power comes great responsibility. And then I don't know what they did in those amazing Spider-Man films where they just kind of ate their own tail to avoid having to say that. So it didn't feel like they were compared to the Raimi films. And then in the, in Captain America Civil War, they were jumping through hoops. He's like, if there's something you can do and you don't do it, then it's your fault. I'm like, guys, just say the line. <laughs> and then finally this year we got, with great power, must come great responsibility from Art May. And I, I just thought it was a lovely moment. And it, and it was one of those other great parts of the movie that was really saying to you, the audience, this isn't an egregious wink, but we get you. And we get what you want from this. And just let us take you there. And I thought it was great. It also sealed her fate. Oh, yeah. It sure did. I was like, she's a goner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, I kind of thought so before they were heading that way, but as soon as she said that, I'm like, R.I.P. Aunt May. Uh, That's
2: right. That's it. I was like, no. (laughs)
1: Uh,
3: No, (laughs) Goblin.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, that's another thing about the... The MCU's Peter Parker, that kind of just, I'm like, he just doesn't feel like he's there yet. And like we've said before, he's now, he's now there. So, yeah. uh, Mike, Mike, do you have a favorite word or quote?
2: Oh, do I ever? Oh, do <laughs> I ever? It's a very simple word, series of words and came out of WandaVision. It was Agatha all along.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
2: It was awesome. At the end, I think, of the episode when, you know, they revealed who Agatha Harkness was and, you know, she just wasn't the nosy neighbor that she was actually the witch as in the comic book she was and it was awesome. And the song, I even have it on from iTunes. I downloaded it. it. It's just so quirky and so wonderful. It felt like a mix between the Munsters and the Adams Family, almost. And <laughs> it, it, it was just, it was great. And I loved, I loved hearing it. And it's, it's just like a pick me up. And Catherine Hahn was awesome as Agatha Harkness. It was. Wonderful, And for them to announce that she's going to be back in a new series coming very soon to the MCU. Spoilers. But it's going to be very, very interesting to see. And, you know, WandaVision, it was the first of the MCU series. And it was wonderful to see. And, you know, I was like going, oh, is it going to be dark like the Netflix series or is it what's it going to be like? And they captured the magic of the MCU right off the bat. And I loved it. Huge
4: just love for WandaVision. Just thought it was great. It was so yeah. well done,
2: and each week was a different TV era. And I'm a TV geek, so oh,
4: I, mean, like, yeah. I mean that's I mean I, that's what I was going to say. I was just like, for me, massive fan of TV history. You know, you watch shows from the 50s, 60s, and each week the meticulous effort they went to to get the style right from the coverage, the wardrobe, the way that it was staged every week. You'd be like, oh my god! Now we're in the 70s, like. It was just, a, just doesn't, it doesn't get enough credit, even though it's widely loved. doesn't get enough credit for how good it was, in my opinion. No, exactly.
2: And even, you know, to the little bit of the two Darings with having the two Quicksilvers
4: and the little, Come on. you know, like going,
2: oh, they're bringing the X Men in finally.
4: With, <laughs> with that and with No Way Home, like Kevin Feige, he's just having fun now, guys. He's like, I think we've <laughs> earned it. We did that Avengers movie. Now, guess what? I'm bringing Doc Ock back. It's, it's all happening.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine somewhere popping up. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Multiverse of madness. Keep an eye out for that. Mm
1: -hmm. uh, He's having his cake and eat it too. And uh, I agree (laughs) with everything you guys said about WandaVision. I thought it was amazing as well. Um, I I think when we reviewed the show, I had said that – you know, I, I loved the format. I think they uh did an amazing job, an incredible job. It was ambitious. Um, I th- had a little bit of problems with the way they didn't stick the landing at the end, but but you know, I mean look, it's been what, uh like I said, four Marvel movies and five Marvel series later, we're still looking for Mephisto. Like like we just like every time someone's like, Oh, I think it's Mephisto. Oh no. Like, you know, yeah. people saw him like, you know, everywhere. Like he's just lurking everywhere in the MCU now. Um, so uh thanks for that red herring, guys. Um Maybe anyway. is
2: Mephisto. Hmm.
1: <laughs> but I, I appreciated that as well. Um uh, this one was uh, like, you know, look, I, I you know, I love uh, lines of dialogue. I love writing. So um, I'm always looking for something unique. And, uh, you know, just this past month, uh, I was trying to get caught up on a lot of movies from 2021. And I saw a movie called um, The Harder They Fall on Netflix. I don't know. Has anybody seen that? Uh, it's a Western yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's amazing Western. It's really awesome. great. Um, it, it kind of starts the way, you know, some traditional Western, stop me if you've heard this before, but, you know, a guy is wronged and he's going to seek out like, um, you know, the people that wronged him, you know, that kind of thing. And then this, then this character's name is Nat Love. And right within the first five, I think five or 10 minutes, uh, he re- he, he encounters his first, bad guy that he's going to get revenge of. He gets his revenge and it's in a church and uh, he gets his revenge in a very horrible way. And once it's finished uh, out of uh, one of the pews or confessionals or something in the church uh, comes a, uh, you know, a, a, a father, uh, a, a padre, if you will, uh, who says, is it over? Uh, and Natla's response is, this is a wanted man. Turn his body in and you will get $5,000 for your church. And the Padre says, why aren't you taking him in yourself? And Love says, I'm worth 10. And uh, I just thought that was a brilliant line. <laughs> I don't, I've do not i never really heard it that way before. And I've watched a lot of Westerns. Uh, and I've seen that scene play out very much. And I thought it was very clever. Uh, I enjoyed that very much. So that that gets my, my pick for my favorite line, my favorite quote of uh 2021 because I just was like, wow, the, and that goes to show you what this what this movie does. It it doesn't reinvent the genre, but it just does it really, really well. And if you yeah. haven't seen this movie, um uh all I can say is that I haven't even mentioned Idris Elba yet. And and Idris Elba it's one of the best performances in anything. Uh so I definitely encourage people to check that out in Netflix if they have. Uh, any other quotes, lines, words? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to then moved away from things that happen in fiction, and and look to things that happen in real life. And I know that this is a this is a mind this is a potential minefield when it comes to the last couple of years. But in twenty twenty one. Um, and, and look, I'll start in, in my favorite geek out moment in real life of 2021. And I will start this off, um, was, uh, Dragon Con, the return of Dragon Con. Um, uh, look, I, I, I don't need to say exactly how much Dragon Con means to me. I mean, I host a podcast about it, which I've been doing for 10 years. Mike has that been, um, and, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just so special. And the previous year, when they couldn't have it, at least couldn't have it in person, they had it virtually. And I do give them a lot of credit. I think I probably gave them credit on, on when we did our Geek Seat for 2020. Because it was it was a great lifeline. It was a great like, kind of thing to kind of hold us afloat, right? Um, but it wasn't really Dragon Con. I mean, I, I it didn't take me but a few minutes that once I was among the many folks that go to dragon con that attended this year, we were all wearing masks. It was, it was fairly safe. Um, but a minute that I was there seeing costumes, seeing the hotel, seeing friends again, I, I got really emotional and I, it just was probably the most emotional moment that I've had all year in a, in, a, in the best possible way. I mean, these were tears of joy. Um, and, uh, you know, not, not to mention that it was my best selling show in five years. Uh, so people were, were, came by and, and bought comics and, and, uh, and I, 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 and I got to meet new people and do panels again. And, you know, this is, is, it just felt like home. I was coming home again. And, uh, I have to say that that, that was really amazing. I mean, seeing Spider-Man was really awesome, but the, the Dragon Con was like a hundred times more, like just impactful for me. Um, so that was my favorite geek out moment with a lot of geeks that I shared with, um, Mike would, would, what was yours? Was that was that among your list as well?
2: It was among my list just going back to conventions and Dragon Con particularly was up there on my list. And it was cause DragonCon is our geek family reunion every year, and it's always great to see our friends, see our family. We got to meet Ashley in person at DragonCon; it was awesome. And not this year because you know she was busy with being a mommy, but it was awesome about that. But it was always great to get to be, be with our friends from ESO and so many across the board. We've even had friends you know come internationally to DragonCon and it's just amazing you know and it was the perfect size this year too because they cut and capped attendance <laughs> it's true and it it felt like dragon con from 10 years ago like you said and it was it was awesome but that wasn't my number one event truthfully my number one geek out moment was getting to go see live music again being able to see live music responsibly having masked up having to show my vaccine card and going to see concerts where everyone is still masked and sitting and enjoying themselves at concerts it's awesome and the highlight for me was seeing ben folds um i got to see him front row with the atlanta symphony orchestra and it was just amazing and you know we went with uh our friend Alex Autry and his wife Tally and my friend Aaron and of course Judy. And we were just literally we were staring at his socks. It was awesome. That's how close we were. And it was it was just an amazing night and everything. And we also got to go see the monkeys this year. What Mike and I got to go see uh what was it, Davy Jones not Davy Jones, sorry. We got to see Mickey and Mike and yeah, it Mike was, and Mike saw uh, uh, Mickey and Mike it was and it was awesome. We got to see Mike Nesmith like 2 months before he passed away. And wow. it was it was it was an awesome awesome show. And you know, being there in person and say, "Hey, we were there to get to see him." And you know, like almost like a once in a lifetime type thing. And it was pretty awesome. And just the energy of seeing live music anywhere is in small little clubs we're in someone's backyard or going all the way to these huge arenas is awesome and it's slowly coming back. I don't feel comfortable going to, like, these huge arenas, though, yet without, you know, my mask or something or knowing that everyone's vaccinated. And, you know, that I'm not quite there yet. But, you know, it's getting there. But, you know, hopefully everyone will get there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Adrian, what about you? What's uh, what was your favorite real life geek out moment?
4: Well, I definitely agree with you know both of yours. You know, going back to cons, being able to assemble, going to concerts, you know, going to the cinema, you know, is 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 so great again. Um, but I will say that I think my, you know this past year, there's just for me, there's been so many fantastic uh, home releases of such great content. Like I'm a big fan of physical media. And so, you know, I was able to get my Lord of the Rings 4K box set, you know, the Indiana Jones 4K box set, which is a beautiful print master of these movies. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm bent the trumpet for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Amazing box set for that. And there's just so many more over on the shelf. Um, and I'll say this, you know, everyone's, you know, it's kind of an antiquated thing now. And people are like, oh God, like you've got a lot of Blu-rays. You've got a lot of DVDs in the shelf. And I'm like, guys, I am the sort of nerd that goes on and I check the stream of some of these movies that comes in from Netflix and some of these places, and you compare them to the streams from getting a good disc like this and you're comp, you you know, you're just not getting the maximum quality. If you're a passionate lover of film and, 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 you know, getting the best possible presentation for your films and TV, like me, uh, you still, you can't beat getting it on disc. And there's been some fantastic releases this year. So it's been a real, yeah, it's, it's there's been a lot of riches in, in terms of just being able to sit at home and watch some amazing movies and TV at home this year.
1: Absolutely. I And I, I was surprised. I mean, if you'd asked me like a couple of years ago, I thought I was pretty much done with physical media mm. um, because I was like, you know what? I, I just, I don't, I have a hundred movies here and I don't watch them and they're just sitting there collecting dust, et cetera, et cetera. So I really need to, and everything I need to see is like streaming so I can just watch it whenever. Um, but I found myself, like during the pandemic and whatnot, I found myself like just going and getting criterion editions of stuff hell yeah uh, watching all the bonus materials, the kino Lober lober stuff uh even um even uh shout factory releases like there's uh, so there's some companies many. out that are doing such good work in in preserving presenting these movies in the best possible way and and with amazing bonus material that it makes it a must have
4: that's right. That's right. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh And I just got a sound bar for Christmas. So now I can hear as well as I can see nice. this stuff. So that, <laughs> I know, <Nice>. right? <laughs> uh, Ashley, what it about makes you? a huge is... difference. Huge. Difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Ashley, what about you? What's uh, one of your uh, favorite uh, geek out moments in real life? From Yes. 2021?
3: So my um, favorite geek out moment was getting to cosplay again and oh, getting yes. to get those costumes out of storage and just to put those on and be able to go to a convention again. I was curious to see how it would be cosplaying with a mask, but you know, it was cool to see how creative people were and to kind of theme the mask with the outfit and just what a celebratory feeling there was. And it was just really great to be able to do that out in public again. And I am excited for more opportunities for that. Hopefully coming soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Getting to go out and see cosplay again, you know, with dragon con and, and, you know, SC Comic Con, taking photos of people and everything like that and seeing them come out. And you're right. I love the, you know, the people, you know, the fact that they weren't like discouraged by the fact these mandates were. They actually use them to advantage. There's a lot of creativity when it comes to uh, that kind of uh, cosplay is in its own sort of art form, I think.
3: Oh, totally. Um,
1: and uh, I definitely uh, uh, I appreciate the art form as well. Um, and some of it's really spectacular. And uh, Now, did you go to a convention?
3: Yes, I did. Um, my okay. uh, local convention. So my dad and I uh, like to go to that together. So we each got to um, bring some new cosplays that we had put together and naively were planning to wear it to the 2020 co- uh, convention. And of course, you all know how that went. So it was nice to be able to actually get to wear those costumes in public and... Um, get to walk around and see
1: everybody else doing their thing. Now, have you already started uh, your little one with cosplay?
3: Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> she was princess Leia for Halloween. And I am already thinking about, I know that there's definitely going to be a Jedi master and a Padawan, outfit in our future. Cause I already have the jet, <laughs> my own set of Jedi robes that I've made. So just, it's just a matter of time.
1: Right. Right. So you're really, st- you're, you're steering her to the light side.
3: yes yes so (laughs) hopefully she enjoys star wars i don't know what we'll do if she doesn't but we'll we'll cross that bridge later
1: oh goodness i can only uh, that would be a family crisis for sure
3: it it would it might break my heart just a little bit but
1: oh no (laughs) <laughs> um, anybody else have any other uh, things that they did experience this past year that was a highlight um, certainly like Mike uh, seeing live music for me was pretty good I didn't do as, I never go as much as the Favors do the Favors always go out and see tons of live music but I got to see a few bands including our good friends Ricky and Bambi who I saw a few times with the, as the Possum King and Ramblers and by uh, with uh, doing solo shows and, and I always enjoy that Um uh, that's a good time, as well as um, one of my favorite artists who was touring again, Davy Knowles. I have to give him a shout-out because uh, I was glad that he came back uh, around these parts. Um, so it was nice to see him. Because he was the last concert I'd been to prior to the lockdown. So uh, just to, to see him um, um, it was pretty cool. And, uh, and we got to go to conventions again, which was awesome. And, uh, I had my first experience running a track at a convention, which was uh, something I never thought that I would do. And, um, but, that explains uh, the, folks- the white
2: hair and his beard folks,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, 10 years of podcasting with you, my friend. Um, uh, see, so, yeah, I see you've got some too. <laughs> so, uh, um, but no, I really appreciate the folks at Monsterama for giving me that opportunity. And, uh, I hope to be back this year as well. That would be great, um, to experience that again, as well as many other conventions. Um, I'm certainly got a few on my schedule already. Um, so hopefully fingers crossed things, uh, keep or improve, uh, to the point where we can, we can, uh, do that, um, again and, and not worry so much. Um, anything else? All right. Well, now we got to get to the flip side of that, which is most disappointing moments, uh, geek out moments anyway, that you've had in real life. Um, uh, Ashley, we'll start with you.
3: Yeah. So I would say, um my most disappointing moment is, and I'm going to call myself out a little bit. I felt like I got a little bit lazy in terms of my media and pop culture consumption and didn't challenge myself to try new stuff as much as I have in years past. And you know, there's nothing wrong with having your favorite genres and kind of the comfort movies you return to time and time again. But this year I want to be a little bit more purposeful about kind of pushing myself, try some new things and experiment with some, different genres and try to like widen my media horizons again a little bit. So that's kind of one of my goals for myself is to kind of keep challenging myself and growing.
1: It's, it's, it's a admirable one thing to do. And I, I get you. I think we got, I sort of feel you. Cause I got sort of used to in 2020, we didn't really have, you know, at the end of the year, I looked around, I'm like, well, there's not a lot of movies to choose from to put on a 10 best or, whatever list or whatever. Cause there wasn't a lot. And I thought the same thing about 2021. I'm like, well, there's probably going to be a few more. And then I started looking at a lot of other lists that were online about 2021 movies that had come out 21, 20, 2021 TV shows, whatever. And I'm like, man, I've never even heard of like half these. Like, where have I been? Like all these movies have been released. And I'm like, I wasn't paying attention at all. And I think uh, the majority of people, you know, certainly if it's Marvel Or if it's, you know, Star Wars are a big tentpole thing, even if it's Marvel adjacent, like something like Venom 2, it does really well. But if it's not, if it's something by, you know, Edgar Wright or if it's something by Guillermo del Toro or if it's even something by Steven Spielberg, people just don't show up. They're not showing up at the theater to see these movies. And I think um, that's a that's a big disappointment as well, as far as you know, we get kind of trapped in those boxes.
3: Yeah. And like just realizing I am embarrassed to admit, I haven't seen last night in Soho yet. And there's been some really great stuff from, like you said, big name directors. So I'm hopefully going to be up a little more on that in this coming
2: year. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That is really awesome.
4: Adrian, what about you? I, uh, I got to say that for me, uh, you know, it, this, this might be something that's perhaps limited to Australia, so it might be a little bit niche in that regard, but something I've noticed since we've all been going back to the cinema has been a rise in people talking during the cinema, during movies, and just kind of being disruptive um and even though you know i'm not talking about things like you know you're watching no way home and everyone in the movie cinemas you know losing their minds the theater's going crazy because everyone's loving it that's a different thing you know like that's a that's that's part of the reason why you go to those movies but just there's been people talking and whispering and it's just it's first i think people have kind of forgotten now that when we do go out to the movies you're not in your living room you're not streaming i know we've been home for a while but guys, let's all just double down and try to not destroy, you know, ruin the experience for, for other people in the, in the cinema. Like the other day, there was a, a fight that broke out in the cinema between I, I wasn't even involved. I'm usually the person, um, you know, telling people, asking people to be quiet politely, of course. Um, but a, a, an argument, a, there were a bunch of people whispering during a film and someone else across the was, If you're not enjoying the movie, then why are you staying? And it was like, Oh my God, it's finally happening. They got, they're coming to blows. But yeah, everyone, let's just try to keep our voice down during the movie, right?
2: Agreed yeah. with that one. Because during Spider-Man, Judy had to turn around and go, Shh, you know, at least twice. Yeah. And it's like, that's, it's that's the most me. annoying <laughs> thing, you know. And it's just like, in the you, you heard someone in the background, how dare she shush me? Yeah, it's like, oh, God, <laughs> why the hell are you at the movies? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it is. So. It is. It is
1: disappointing for a lot of reasons, and I think for me, uh, it, going to the movies and watching movies, reading has always been a form of escapism. And I don't mean that in a way that my life is so hard that I need to, uh, like, I need a release from that. But it's that, like, when I see a movie or a TV show or something like that, I, 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 I want to invest all my time in it and all my attention. Uh, because I want to get enveloped in that world. I want to, I want to, I want that person, I want that artist, that director, the, the the cast, whatever. I want them to take me on a trip to something someplace I've never been before or see something that I've seen before in a new way. And um, it always bugs me, you know, when, when people don't respect that. Um, yeah. Because I think that's the point. Like, otherwise, if it's just going to be on the background You're not really going to experience it like as a as a (laughs) I'm sure you could relate to this as a as a as a filmmaker and as an artist. Like if people aren't paying attention, it's like really like just it's disrespectful.
4: It is. It is. And it's not just annoying. Movie theaters. Exactly. Movie theaters are meant to be sensory deprivation tanks. You know, we go in there, we turn off the lights, everyone's looking in the same, and you're just meant to be enveloped in the story. And if we could afford to each have an individual cinema, I'm sure we could. But at the same time, it's fun to be able to do it with a group. And as you say, when you're feeling those group emotions, and there's an electricity in in the room, and you go, you know what, my experience of watching that movie was actually made better by seeing it with other people. Those are all really, really great things. Um, but we've got to have a bit more respect for everyone else who is just there and and wants to experience it and doesn't need to hear you talking about your grocery list or being on your phone. Right. Anyway, there endeth my rant.
2: If, Absolutely. If you're bored with the movie, leave. Walk out of it. Leave. Don't bother other <laughs> people who are enjoying the experience of being there.
4: Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah. And you're always going to get this people will be like, I paid my 15 whatever bucks or whatever, you know, I get to do whatever I want. It's like, that's not the way this works. And I don't, that's know not why the social would-
4: contract we've agreed to guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not, uh, yeah. I understand. I understand. It's, and it's, and I'm sad to hear that that I have not experienced that myself, but then again, uh, outside of my Spider-Man experience, most of the time when I go to the movies, it's really early in the day. They're first showing mm-hmm. and I, I, there's not a lot of people there. So I don't mm-hmm. really experience a lot of problems because there'll be like, you know, five of us in there and, uh, you know, and and most of us are alone.
4: So that's so, no time. You're all right. there for the same reason. It's like I'm doing. We're it now, all there for the same Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly, exactly.
4: We're geeks.
2: So. We're alone. It's okay. Uh,
1: Mike, what about you? What was your one of your most disappointing moments of uh, 2021?
2: <sighs> okay, um, this is gonna get really maybe divisive. So if you want to shut off now, folks, you might want to, because my no, no, fast forward,
1: mo- don't shut off. No, fast, oh, fast forward to the <laughs> you know five minutes
2: because literally my most disappointing moment was sitting in front of my television on January 6th and watching the crap that was happening at the U S Capitol and couldn't believe this was happening in my country this was just amazing to see and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and i was afraid for everybody there i was afraid for the police i was afraid for the soldiers who were coming in but and i was afraid for the senators and the congressmen and the vice president and it was just amazing to see this happening in America, and you never thought this would ever happen. And I was heartbroken. I was terrified. I had all these emotions going through my mind, and it didn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on or what party or where you're right, left, up, down, east, west, whatever. It shouldn't happen. And you know what, folks? We're better than that. It doesn't matter. We have a form of government where people should be able to talk about it, not get so angry that they have to storm the Capitol because they were fired up, supposedly. And I don't listen to rumors. I don't listen to conspiracy theories or anything. I go by what I saw with my own eyes. And these people were idiots. And these people were just – Ridiculous. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have come to this. And to this day, almost a year later, we're recording this on January 3rd, almost to a year to the day that this, that this happened. It's still shocking to me that this did happen and it's still unresolved and such. And people are, some people are okay with that. That's very uncool. I just can't stand it. And we're better than this folks. We really are. And I love my listeners. I love the people who support us and I love geekdom in general. I love, but even hearing some geeks who, and friends of mine who are like, you know what? It's okay. It's, you know, it happens. And, and it, it, Every government has issues. Every – no matter what country you're in around the world, there's issues. No place is Pollyanna and beautiful and wonderful. There's no place as the Garden of Eden. That's long gone. But there's places that are above that and I always thought we were above that here and I don't ever want to go through that again. And sadly enough, I'm not sure if we're not going to see that again somehow. And that's the sad part about it. And that's my most disappointing geek out moment of 2021.
1: Yeah. It's definitely hard to top that one. I mean, I have even forgotten that that was this year. Like I was just like, Oh my goodness. It was a year ago. Goodness gracious. You're right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, in a lot of ways we still are. Haven't put it behind us, uh, you know, and the people who, uh, who were, responsible or who took part in it have not been punished properly at all. So it, it's it's it it will happen again. Uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that the answer uh, you know um, and so I uh, yeah and there's a lot of things about the this last couple of years that have been uh, horrible in that regard um, and uh, uh, you know I think it's just boils down to a couple you know Ashley kind of said it in her way and and, and and we're just saying like be nice like like, just, like whether you're going to the movies whether you're talking politics whether you're talking movies whether you like you know just whether you're on the internet like be nicer like to people like don't make it a resolution make it a lifestyle like it's just like um it uh it doesn't you know, it doesn't hurt um and uh, it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of people feel like that that's not something they feel like they need to do. Um, yeah. so. And it
2: all and it all starts with talking in the movie theater. So that's where.
1: Well, that's respect, you down the dark all path. That
4: respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, mine is a lot more personal in some ways. Uh, at least it regards uh, it's something that I is a it was an achievement because on the one hand, and this was way a a favorite geek out moment in real life for me was that. Uh, my, uh, you know, Tiki Zombie turned 10 years. Uh, so, uh, we had planned a Tiki Zombie Tiki 10 year Tiki Versary special edition. And, um, we had that on Kickstarter and the Kickstarter was a success. Um, and I am also grateful and amazed and just uh, over the moon, uh, that that happened. Um, but personally, I'm disappointed because my ambitions were a little bit, uh, too, Uh, too 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 much in terms of I wanted to do too much too fast so I had promised a lot of things that I was hoping to have out by the end of last year and they didn't come out and we're still working on them Um, the good news is that we we haven't given up We're, we're still working on things we're still working on the book I got I got artwork from Peter the other day it's still coming together it will come together it will be released um, it just wasn't released like when I hoped it would be. So personally, that was, and, and business-wise, as a publisher, that was a big bad, uh, a big foul mark on my part. But, and I just have to make sure that I, you know, uh, plan better. To be fair, not just to me, but to be fair to everybody out there, due to the pandemic and everything, like so many things have been delayed. Uh, there are shortages of things everywhere. There are shortages of paper there are shortages of all sorts of weird supplies um uh and uh you know so everything is being delayed so um i certainly don't look at it as a uh, a failure on anybody's part that if i get something late <laughs> um uh so i i'm hoping and people seem to be showing me the same appreciation because nobody has complained nobody's bowed out of their their pledges to me or whatever so i'm pretty thankful for the the people that I had that, uh, that uh, w- have gone on this trip with me and they will be, uh, you know, 2022, 20, they will be rewarded. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm already thinking of some extra bonus stuff that we can throw in there. Um, not to make the, pro- not to make a long project longer. Uh, but, uh, um, and, and we are, you know, it's important to me that we get it out, but it's all, it's more important to me that it gets out and that it's done right. So, um, yes, maybe we could have got it done sooner, but the quality wouldn't have been up to my standards. So, uh, you can bet that every single page of the book will be made with, uh, uh, love. So, uh, we just want to make sure that uh, everybody understands that and that, um, you know, uh, I've got some things planned for this year. So, uh, but I'm going to adjust my sort of schedules and, and hope for like, you know, plan a little bit better. You learn. So, um, not to harp on a, on a on a negative subject, but are there anything else that uh, were disappointments this year? Covered uh, it pretty
4: thoroughly, guys. That was pretty comprehensive. <laughs> yeah.
1: The world? No, just kidding. Uh, yeah. um, so, yes, we have alienated millions of people. So, I think we've done <laughs> our job. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to take another quick break and then we're going to come back, reset ourselves, and we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2022. Who's
5: been messing up everything?
1: It's been Agatha all along.
4: Who's been pulling every evil string?
0: It's been Agatha all along.
4: She's in city.
6: time to grab your pillow and join the Geek Father in a little bit for discussions on current nostalgic and
0: speculative happenings in pop culture. Nerd news, fandom histories,
5: deep dive discussions, reviews, and more. It's like listening to your closest friends have a nerdy conversation. So sit back, relax, and let the
6: Blurred Nerds podcast embrace you with their warm, goofy goodness. It's nerd goals for your ear holes right here on the ESO Network.
1: we're back and 2021 is done we are Woo-hoo! through with it uh, we are finished looking back on the good, bad, the ugly um, everything about 2021 is in the, in. as Mike said is in the books uh, so we close that chapter, we have closed that book opening up a new one 2022 is here, can you believe it um, difficult to say because 20, you know, 21 follows 20 so easily that 22 is going to be like, you feel like when you say 2022, you feel like you're missing something in the middle there. Um, and so it's even more awkward. Like, yeah, like it, it already isn't difficult enough to remember what date to put on things. Now I have like that to, <laughs> to hold me back too, but, um, there's plenty of cool stuff, uh, rele- scheduled to be released. Now we're still getting caught up with past year's stuff that's going to be released this year. Um, so that's still happening as well as new things that are being done. So everything's uh, coming out still massively. I think we've got a bunch of movies, bunch of TV series. Ashley, what is something about 2022 that you are looking forward to geeking out about the most?
3: Yeah. So probably my most anticipated is going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi series over on Disney+. Plus. I am just a huge fan of Ewan McGregor's portrayal as that character, regardless of how you feel about the prequels, whether you like him or not. I felt like he gave a really great performance and I'm so excited that they're letting him return to this character, but an older version of this character as he's had some time to reflect and kind of process all the tragedy and the changes in the galaxy. And I've been really impressed with what Disney plus has been able to do with the star Wars universe and just how cinematic it feels like on the small screen. So I'm really looking forward to that on the big screen. I'm also excited to return to Downton Abbey with the Downton Abbey movie and then I'm also excited to start another cosplay project. Not that I need any more cosplays, but um, I'm going to take a slight deviation from the Star Wars universe. And I'm working on a uh, Kate Bishop cosplay in 2022. Ooh. So hopefully we'll be ready to debut in time for my first con of the year in April. But we'll see how that goes. Have my first shipment of supplies scheduled to um, arrive tomorrow. So hope plan to get started on that.
2: Ashley, just remember, you can't use real arrows. You have to use the trick ones.
3: Yes, yes. Although I'll make sure I don't want to get kicked out of the convention for bringing a weapon. So I'll make them very clearly. These are props. (laughs) (laughs) These are made out of plastic and cardboard. Not going to be shooting anything with these.
1: That's very awesome. That's very awesome. Um, yeah, a lot of Star Wars, a lot of Marvel stuff. And and yes, Downton Abbey. If I think we were supposed to get that this year? And yes. it got pushed back? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, it was supposed to be at Christmas. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought so. Um, so yeah, that'll be one thing that'll be kind of nice to revisit as well. Um, uh, Adrian, what about you? What is something you're looking forward to or some things you are looking forward to?
4: Well, you know, there's a lot. I, I agree with Ashley. I mean, the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series is going to be great. I'm so excited. I just love you. And in that part, you know, I grew up with those prequel movies. And, you know, again, no matter what you think of them, I have the, they have a, a fond place in my heart. And he was far and away the best thing about them. So I can't wait to see. What that's like, um, and and uh, yeah, with with the quality that they've been putting towards this Disney Plus Star Wars stuff, uh, you know, <laughs> keeping the brand alive, given what happened on the big screen. Uh, so I'm 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 ex- I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm very very I mean on a personal front, I'm super excited. I'm directing a new movie this year, which is you know be happening sometime before Easter. Can't really talk about that at the moment, but that's something I'm certainly geeking out, planning, and you know going through all the. The interesting process is that we know we have to go through when we're doing a creative venture. You get a bit obsessed, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, let's stop beating around the bush. 2022 belongs to the Batman guys. It belongs to Matt Reeves' Batman. And that's all there is to it. Conversation over. Can't wait. (laughs) that new trailer just completely blew my mind uh so you know and i was thinking to myself in 2009 i was walking through the fox studios lot and there was all these people a massive crowd of people swarming someone and i just managed to poke over the top and it was robert pattinson and he was signing autographs and i was like oh it's the guy from twilight i'll carry on my way and it was it was the future batman, <laughs> the batman. missed opportunity <laughs> what a missed opportunity so yeah i'm, ex- I'm very excited about the batman
2: it's awesome. gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get that pretty early, right? Is that, is that March? March. Yeah.
4: Yeah. We're, we're two months no, away. No. If you guys want me to come back and talk about that, I'll be here, believe me.
1: Yeah, well, uh <laughs> yes, you are certainly welcome to. And I know that's one thing we are definitely gonna be talking about. There's a lot of like I think there's three DC movies coming out this year. More than three that, Marvel movies um is, and is cool? of course another four marvel series um i don't know exactly how many star wars series we're getting at least two um but you know <laughs> That's right uh, disney plus is never going to let up like there's always going to be something on disney plus to watch on a weekly basis That's uh,
2: um and mike what about you And if Disney wants to purchase the ESO network in 2022 to get their (laughs) fingers in, we were very open to talking about it. Negotiations will be very, very friendly about it. So, very cool. Um, For me, for 2022, the thing I'm looking forward to most is continuing doing this podcast with Mike. And it's going to be awesome to continue – With new guests, new, maybe some new formatting, some new ideas that we've played with. We brought bringing you a brand new spin off podcast. We've got a lot going on, folks, and things are in the planning stages that we can't really talk about yet. But we are, you know, we're going to be doing this forever. So 2022 is just another notch on the belt for us. But you know, it's just a ton of fun doing the podcast 2021. We met a lot of great people and we also got to make a lot of memories and 2022 is going to continue doing that. And that's going to be the best part about doing this podcast. And that's what I love about doing it and continuing with it is just having a blast and continuing going, to see which where we can go and our numbers just keep on going. And, you know, Hopefully everyone enjoys the ride with us. That's what I'm looking forward to most in 2022. Oh, also my cruise to the Mediterranean. That's also what I'm
1: looking forward to. In Ooh, that sounds
2: fun. Yes, so it should be a ton that of does fun. Sound fun?
1: Um, uh, yeah. Well, that you know, obviously uh, the podcast is is still uh, amazing to do, um, and it's amazing that it's amazing to do because it's been over what eleven years now
2: dude in april 12 years we've been doing this sucker Ooh, goodness okay, gracious starting season 13 uh, august 7th uh, april 7th sorry but,
1: it, but uh it, it never it never gets old it's always fun and uh and and you know um so you've been a big part of it too i mean you've been a big part of it now for wow almost close to a decade i think too now so it's uh it seems like we can never run out of movies to review
3: yeah, it's been a, a great experience. I think um, one of the first movies I reviewed was The Avengers, which would have been in 2012. So, yeah, it <laughs> it is 10 years. So that's kind of crazy, but wow. cool.
1: It's, it's Ashley's 10-year mark. We're going to have to wow. do a special uh, Ashleyversary. <laughs> uh-
2: <laughs> we'll play little clips from her over the years.
1: Well, uh, you know, she was on last week's episode. She's on this week's episode. I believe she's scheduled for next week's episode. So it doesn't look like she's going anywhere anytime soon.
3: Sorry, can't get me off the station just yet.
1: <laughs> um uh, but yeah, I agree with that as far as the uh, podcasting goes. It's always, you know, cool to see what we come up with, mix that things up a little bit. And uh and like you said, I'm definitely interested to hear what um we, get, we we really appreciate the feedback that we get, both good, bad, and and you know um because we can learn from that um, and uh, we want to know what works and what doesn't work, what people like what they don't like, so we can make the show uh, better for you guys as a listening experience um, and uh, as far as geeky stuff goes as I've already mentioned like the movies and the TV series and stuff like that that's com- that are coming out um which I'm excited by all that stuff I'm going to be watching and even this is stuff I would watch even if it wasn't for the podcast like I would go see like all the DC movies. I think we got Batman, we got Flash and and Aquaman, right? Am I missing another one? Is there another one?
4: Got Lost Kingdom uh what what else? I should know this. Oh, there's, uh, there's
1: def- oh those Black definitely come so, yeah.
4: Black Adam. Right, right. Black Adam. Excited for my
1: yeah, rock. Absolutely. The rock
2: can't stop talking about it, you know.
1: Exactly. So he cut. He he's would so I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that. Um and then there's, you know, all this other stuff too. Um but I have to say like as far as comic book adaptations goes, live action goes, I think the thing that I really am hoping really they don't mess up uh, and, and and wanting to blow people's mind is the upcoming adaptation of The Sandman.
2: Oh, God, yes. The I am Sandman so excited.
1: Yeah, The Sandman has been so amazing. Like, it is a seminal point in comic book history as far as what this series' has influence has been. And if it's translated well, I feel like maybe it doesn't have that, but maybe that high of potential for TV or whatever, but it's still people can appreciate what on a mass scale, this amazing storytelling that Neil Gaiman was able to put together. Um, We've already seen with the audio uh, versions that it's been a hit as well. So it translates well, audio wise. We'll see how well it translates video wise. I'm just, you know, live action. I just hope that it's not something that, you know, we see and we just like, eh, like, like that's like, that shouldn't happen. And, Not that I want to put pressure on it, but damn it, this is the Sandman we're talking about. So, you know, Peacekeeper's coming out next week. Like, that could be fun. But Sandman is, like, really important to get right. And the fact that Neil Gaiman, I believe, is heavily involved, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I do believe that that speaks well because uh, I think that was great um, on Good Omens when he was involved with that. Oh, very much so.
2: You're also going to be getting a Word of the Ring series too coming up.
1: We are, we are, yep. So, um, yeah, we're going to get that, um, and and we're getting getting a uh, Game of Thrones prequel series, right?
4: Yep, Matt Smith. So it's all happening, guys. Yes, it's all happening.
1: So um, you know, there's. It would take way too long to discuss everything cool that's coming out next year, but um, I certainly hope that, that
2: Mike, Mike. It's not next year.
1: Not this year, right? It's, it's this, this year. year. My goodness. <laughs> That's right. It's, right. it's, this, it's year. this year.
2: Welcome to the future, Mike Gordon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. Absolutely right. I got to See, I'm already uh, stumbling, trying to get used to the fact that we're in a new year. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of things can be said about resolutions and all that kind of stuff. But really, this is a chance to, you know, like start again. This is a chance for us to, like, really uh, do things right. Um, and really enjoy ourselves this year. Um, And hopefully not a lot of stuff stops that from happening, especially people not being nice. Um, Anything else that we're looking forward to?
2: Hopefully surviving another year. All of the above. Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
1: All right. Well, um, I think uh, before we close out, I believe we are uh, going to get creative.
2: Oh, yeah, our friend Golf is coming back to visit.
1: All right, it's starting the new year off right. Uh, So um, uh, we will be right back with uh, our good friend from Beer Nuts Projections.
6: Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take, I'm your host Angela, and this week this geek girl is talking about the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett. I, like most others, have been eagerly awaiting The Book of Boba Fett after it was announced when Boba Fett showed up in The Mandalorian. And I really like what this episode did. It gave us a lot of backstory on what happened to Boba Fett after he fell into the Sarlacc pit, while also showing him establishing himself in Mos Eisley. The backstory parts I really, really liked. Getting to see how he got out of the Sarlacc... And then how his armor was taken by the Jawas, and later found by Din Djarin. And then explaining his gaffy stick when he first appears in The Mandalorian. All nicely done. However, I did think his parts in Mos Eisley were rather slow, and the fight towards the end seemed very lackluster. I just felt that the modern day parts were a bit failing compared to the flashbacks, and I really hope this changes as the show moves forward. I am, however, really excited to see what is in store for this show and the characters because I love Fennec. I also am excited to see what older characters as well as new characters we will get as the show progresses. And also just I'm excited to see what the story is going to be for this show because in this first episode, you don't really get a lot of what's going to happen. So I'm excited to see that. Well, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out.
2: Welcome back to Earth Station One. Now it's time for the Creative Outlet segment. And we have our friend Goff from Beer Nuts Productions joining us once again. Welcome back, sir.
5: Well, happy new year. And uh, yes, thank you for... Thank you for having me back on uh, Earth Station One. It's always great to chat with you, fellas.
2: Goff, it is awesome to be talk to you again, and very happy New Year to you and yours. And you have a brand new video, a wedding video, or the do's and don'ts of weddings, it should be.
5: That, that's, uh, yes, uh, uh, another mockumentary, and this time it's weddings that I'm pulling apart at the seams, uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's a 40-minute uh, documentary all about weddings. So we take you all the way through from the getting ready before the ceremony to the, all the things during the ceremony to the photos and then, of course, the uh, reception and all the things that happen in and around a wedding reception. So I tried to make sure I didn't leave anything out. And, uh, yeah, that's why it goes for so long because there's so many different aspects to a wedding. So I just wanted to make sure I made fun of absolutely everything.
2: <laughs> oh very much so and it ties in really nicely to you know with weddings here in the states wedding season is right around the corner because it, a lot of weddings happen spring and summer here and sure the same thing with australia and it's it's great you know for people planning weddings or if you've had a wedding you get a chuckle or two or and it's it's just awesome and you you don't you don't let up at all, which is awesome, and you don't pull any punches, which is even better.
5: Well, yeah, I, I think uh, subtlety and goth uh, don't really go hand in hand. So, <laughs>
1: no, I would not. Uh, I would not use that word to describe you, sir, in the best possible
5: way. Oh no, no, I, I embrace it. You know, it's. Uh, I was actually chatting to one of the actors that was in the film last night, as it happens, on the phone. Uh, we we're just having a chat about a few things, and he said his wife watched the film. Finally, watched got around to watching the film, and she's like, uh, "She's like, man, Goff, uh, Goff just sort of just kicks you right where it hurts all the time, doesn't <laughs> he?" And, and my mate's like, "Yeah, yeah, he does. That's 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 his style." So yeah, so it uh, like like you say, it uh, pulls no punches, and uh, I give you uh, look at the end of the day. Actually, I would I would I would argue that there is actually some solid advice buried underneath all the. Uh, all the jokes and inappropriate behavior. There is actually some solid advice buried in there. If you're uh, if you're keen enough to look behind the details.
2: Oh, very much. So there is some very wise advice and it's interesting because a lot of the advice actually that you give in this actually hits a little too close to home. Remembering <laughs> when I, Judy and I got married years ago and it was just like, wow, was it, was he a fly on the wall or something? Was he there? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Do you want to give us any examples Mike anything anything in particular that stood out?
2: Mm, let's see. Couple of things with the photographer and it, <laughs> you know, you know, and then also of course this speech the uh father of the bride gave and <laughs> it was real interesting. I think my mother-in-law gave almost the same exact speech and <laughs> which which kind of was like kind of frightening. Judy Judy looked at me and said, "Wasn't that what my mom said to you?" And I went, "Yep."
5: Well, whereas I did mine for comedic purposes, yours was more frightening and scary.
2: Huh. Oh yeah, oh very much so. And you know, it's it's been eighteen years, but it still hits home every day. So it, it, it it's it's kind of really frightening there.
1: So, and and i think uh you know i mean i've been in a long-term relationship uh with my uh with my partner for a long time and whenever michelle and i are asked like why don't you get married now i can show them your video and explain why we've never gotten married
5: <laughs> well i'm glad i could help yes indeed.
2: <laughs> and you're pretty much right on about the alcohol you know that's what everyone's there for <laughs>
5: <laughs> well yeah yeah the free food and free booze so but uh yeah like i say in, in the film there's a uh, uh, the, well yeah the uh the best man is is not the only one who's uh who's on the booze but uh yeah it it can get pretty wild and out of hand at times <laughs>
2: No, nope, i totally understand that and everything and it it's awesome you know what comes out of your mind man it's just awesome and each one of the videos you're doing is so different than the others. And it's, but I can also see a constant evolution in your projects, not just the length in your projects, but the, the topics and everything. And it's really interesting to see. And well, I
5: appreciate that, man. It's no, no. I genuinely appreciate that. And that's really good. Cause look, I, I genuinely, when I write a script after I finished it, I always like to make sure that it's different from previous work that I've done so that, You know, I make sure obviously I never repeat a joke, but there's more to it than that. I've got to make sure I want it to have a slightly different, uh, even though it might be another mockumentary. I mean, there's so many ways you can make a mockumentary. So I need to make sure that it's not something that I've done before, because the last thing I want is for people to go, "Ah, I've seen that. Ah, It's getting boring now. It's, uh, It's all the same. I don't want that at all. I want everybody to always, you know, be entertained and to sit down and watch something i mean i know i've got my own unique style like you say my comedy is my brand of comedy is is quite sort of different i guess you would say but it uh, i want to make sure that the style of film is always a little bit different so that uh, like you say there's uh, every time you watch it it's something new and something different so that folks out there never get bored or never get uh, yeah always enjoy what i do that's really important
1: I can, I can honestly say that whenever I uh, click to watch a video of yours, I never know what to expect.
5: <laughs> That's good. That's very good. I'm um, pleased. That's a great. <laughs> I
1: know. I mean that in the best possible way. I was like, yeah, I never know. It's, uh, it's cause, and what I also feel like, too, is that you don't feel like you're that restrained, right? It's always uh, you feel pretty pretty free and loose,
5: Absolutely. And I think that's really important. See, I'm very lucky in that, you know, there's uh, Beer Nuts Productions is 100% independent. So I don't have anybody saying to me, you can't do this joke or your film has to be a certain length or you can't do that or say this. I can do whatever I want, which is cool. I mean, it means that if, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like with, with the actors, I always say to them, because, uh, especially with this one when you know characters were doing speeches and whatnot you know their wedding speeches and i would say to them they're like oh do you need me to do it a bit faster a bit slower i said no no no. you do it at the pace that it needs to be done you know you don't don't have to rush anything you just deliver the jokes the way they're meant to be delivered and because nobody is saying to us we have to do anything a certain way i'm the i'm the boss man and uh, the goal is to make a funny piece of entertainment so we tell the jokes how they're meant to be told so yeah that's uh, that's cool that's exactly the what we're going for we we want uh, want people to sit down and uh, and relax and and like you say not know what's going to uh, what's going to hit them next
2: that's pretty awesome and that's what's great about it because it always keeps you guessing and yeah you know, and it's i hate to say it and don't take this wrong your your videos are sometimes not for the faint of heart or the easily offended
5: I oh, no no, know. Well, there is a disclaimer on the website. and no, I fully get that. You know, we're not for those people who are easily offended. You know, I like I'm a I'm a reasonably abrupt kind of a character. And so my comedy uh, is that kind of style, you know. So if you, if you do have a bit of a, you know, a queasy sort of disposition, I'm probably not the dude for you. But if you like your comedy straight up and uh, you know to punch you between the eyes and to have a bit of fun but look at the end of the day as well I always make sure that I make fun of everybody equally because I think that's important I'm an equal opportunist offender you know what I mean like I like to make sure that you know, if you're left wing or right wing It doesn't matter, man I'm going to make fun of both sides of the argument No matter what it is Even in this wedding one You know, we make fun of everybody equally I mean, the bride cops her serve But then she gives it to other people And so forth and so on So everybody, everybody cops a fair whack You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of absolutely.
2: course And that's awesome And that's what was wonderful about it So, as always How can people find your wonderful new video?
5: Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, uh, com is uh, the one-stop shop. So, yeah, just uh, com. This is our 24th film. All 24 films are up on the website for people to download and enjoy. Plus, there's audio stuff and all kinds of other stuff as well. But, um, yeah, so it's called A Guide to a Perfect Wedding. And, uh, yeah, if you just click on the movies page at com, you'll uh, see it there. There's also a uh, fun little behind-the-scenes Documentary that we made, which goes for about twelve minutes as well, which uh, gives you a bit of insight into how I go about making a film of this size because i 'm pretty much a one man band, so you know when it comes to the props and costuming and location scouting and all that sort of stuff i 've got to do all that sort of gear myself and uh, obviously being blind like I am at uh, things I do are always a bit different to the norm, so that gives you a bit of insight and also onto the uh, production day as well, so it was funny actually. Uh, Claire the costume designer uh, she said to me because we got one in because obviously I know nothing about wedding dresses and the like and uh, she said to me it was kind of funny on the actual shoot day itself she said you were doing one of three things you were yelling acting or muttering and when you were muttering we were scared about what was coming next and uh, you get to see a little bit of all of those things happen on the uh, behind the scenes doco which is kind of funny to look back on as well so you can check out the Beanuts Productions YouTube channel. So that'll take you to uh, all of those sort of behind the scenes documentaries that we've done. And then, of course, uh, com for everything else.
1: And we will have a link to both of those in our show notes.
2: As always. And my friend, thank you so, so much for being here. And, you know, we can't wait to see what your next project's going to be, as always.
5: Ah, thanks fellas for having me on i really do genuinely appreciate your ongoing support for independent entertainment because it's the uh, the best way to see what's going on in the world is is independent entertainment so thanks for having me back on
2: and here's to a good 2022 for all of us my friend
5: <laughs> cheers buddy cheers
2: let's take a quick break and we'll close up the show So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Air Station One Podcast. But before we get out of here, let's say hey to our wonderful sponsor, Ink Marketing. Happy New Year, guys, over there, Kevin and his crew. Uh, we want to talk about the new killing machine that they have going on in 2073. Marine geologists discover an extraterrestrial object buried deep under the ocean floor that becomes the terrestrial mini-seek. The Killing Machine, Issue 1, The Second Crusade, is the beginning of a thought-provoking, action-packed science fiction epic featuring Richter. Who is Richter? Richter is an autonomous robotic commander, ARC, put in charge of a crew of 39 human soldiers on a mission to steal an ancient artifact known as the Hand of God from an alien race. Loaded with destructive hardware and lightning-fast reflexes, Richter is a formidable killing machine. The comic book series is based on the award-winning screenplay by Sean Hansworth with original art by Michael Fortin. The Killing Machine starts on January 11th and he's, they have a great Kickstarter starting then. You could check it out at inkpub Pub slash the Killing Machine and definitely check it out folks. And any support you could do to those wonderful folks of ink marketing helped Mike with Tiki zombie. So they could, if they help Mike, they can help almost anybody. Check them out, folks. True. So true. Let's thank our guests for being here tonight. Ashley Pauls, welcome to 2022, my dear.
3: Oh, thank you. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, doing a recap of the year and reliving all the, the great, the highlights. Lots of good stuff and lots of good stuff still to come, too.
2: Oh, we do. It's only the beginning. It is only the beginning. So it'll be very interesting. Anything you want to shout out about?
3: Yeah um, you can find my entertainment blogs over on the ESO podcast website and um, my next post I think I'm working on some goals for this year of things that I want to do to kind of stretch myself in terms of my uh, pop culture consumption so setting up some little challenges for myself to kind of expand my uh, cinematic horizons as it were so looking, looking forward to challenging myself a little bit there.
2: Oh, we can't wait to surprise you with some films that you've never seen before.
3: (laughs) I'm sure you'll come up with some interesting stuff.
2: Oh, very much. And thank you for everything you do for us. We do appreciate
3: it. Oh, thank you. My pleasure.
2: And Adrian, thank you, my friend, for being here. Genuine pleasure, guys. It's always a delight to chat to you guys. Anything you want to shout out about or promote?
4: Yeah, I would you know, uh my Twitter is Adrian J. Powers, Instagram Adrian J. Powers, and uh I'm a prolific internet nerd, so I'm on there what seemingly feels like twenty four-seven. So come say hi. Uh and of course, please um feel free to stop by my YouTube channel, which is just Adrian Powers. You can just put that in, it'll be the first thing that comes up where you can see all of my short films and some of the stuff I've worked on. Um, and if you're uh in the mood for a, a wonderful kind of teen-focused uh, adventure mystery series, check out uh, Dive Club on Netflix, Netflix Worldwide, which is a show I was uh, lucky enough to write for. It's it's skewed kind of for, for a teen audience. But I, if I had a penny for every time I had uh, an adult say, I actually loved it, I can't wait for season two, then I'd have a couple of nickels. So, you know, a couple of pennies. So <laughs> definitely, definitely worth checking out. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll be working on some cool stuff this year and would love to come back and talk about it sometime
2: oh dude you are welcome anytime on the show you know that my friend just reach out and say you will be here and I get it I have a hint that you might be on the Batman episode so (laughs) (laughs) fingers fingers crossed thanks again and if you ever want to hear about the future Adrian can tell you about that so it's pretty cool that's it it's pretty sunny today it's pretty bright Oh, the future is bright you gotta wear shades my friend that is awesome Mr. Mike Gordon, we made it through another one, and welcome to 2022.
1: Yes, our first episode of the year. That's awesome. And as always, it's my pleasure. You
2: remember when we said, gosh, I hope we make it through our first year. (laughs) (laughs) Silly us. Anything you want to shout out about, my friend?
1: Well, I just want to sort of piggyback on, on on the thing you mentioned about podcasting. And I just want to give a shout out once again to all of our amazing listeners. Um, the fact that during these times up or down, that we have people that give us um, their time. Uh, they tune into us when there's so many other entertainment options out there. Um, not just like TV shows or movies or books or podcast, other podcasts. I think there's an infinite number of podcasts out there now. Um, and the fact that people are, are landing on ours and sticking around is just uh, amazing to me. Um, and I, we really appreciate it. And certainly those people who are, uh, you know, financially helping us out with the, being a patron, we appreciate those guys as well. Again, the, that's one of the reasons why we're trying to put together some more rewards for you guys, because we really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, And uh, I I just can't thank everybody enough. It's still surreal for me to believe as we record these, that people like they just go out there and people actually like just spend their time listening to them. Um, It's amazing to me, but uh, uh, it's always nice to hear back from you guys. And uh, I look forward to doing plenty of that uh, this year as well.
2: No, I can't say it any better. He said my shout out for me. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, that's basically, you know, we've been talking enough anyway, so it's not going to be any problem there. And, you know, like we said, it's so good to be able to talk to you each week, be able to bring new content to you every time. And, you know, we have not done a repeat. We've not done, you know, any kind of best of or anything like that. We have gone 610 episodes and not, and we're not looking at stopping anytime soon. And, Thank you. Each week, it amazes me. We have so-and-so amount of listeners. And, you know, like Mike said, it's, it's, it's just thrills. It's awesome. It, it gives me goosebumps every time when I look at the numbers and say, wow, people actually want to hear me speak. That's pretty cool. But I know it's, <laughs> everyone's here to talk, hear Mike Gordon. It's not to hear me. So it's, it's okay. So it's okay. But, you know, <laughs> we're going to knock off 2022 – with a bang next week. You know why? Because we're going to get our bows and arrows out, folks, and we're going to be talking all about Hawkeye. That's right. We have a great review going on. It was, you know, it felt like Marvel series after Marvel series after Marvel series, and they ended it with a true holiday bang. It was awesome, and I enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun to be able to watch it, and it's going to be a great time talking about it. So please join us next week when we talk about Hawkeye. As always, if you need to leave feedback for us, we definitely would love to hear what geeked you out in 2022. Feedback at EarthStation1.com. Please write us. We definitely would love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. We're powered by NSC. You can find them live at NSCLiveTV.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. You know, just type in Earth Station One or even go to Alexa. Hey, Alexa, play the Earth Station One podcast. And you know what? It'll come up. Surprise, surprise. It's pretty awesome. And usually plays the newest episode, but you can also find older episodes of it there, too. So it's pretty cool. On behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Faber, and, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, the host of the show, and, of course, we want to thank our guests one more time, Ms. Ashley Pauls and Mr. Adrian Powers. Thanks for listening. We will see you here next week on Earth Station One. Please, folks, we made it to twenty-two. Let's make it to 23, 24, 25, 26, and beyond. We have a lot to cover. and we, we want to see you here all those times. Be safe. Stay relatively comfortable with what's going on. Get your booster shots if you haven't yet. Get vaccinated. Come on. You know, this last week, um, COVID hit really close to home, and I don't want to have to deal with that anymore. So please, folks, no more anything like that kind of crap. I want to see each one of your smiley faces over the next f- forever. And until then, my name is Mike Faber. we love you guys and we will see you next time. Peace. And we are done. Boom. Hey. You've been listening to the air station one podcast a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. our Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats.